joint back there, man. Yes, sir. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what time it is. It's the me yes, and sir. Yep. And uh, we back at it again. I don't know what episode this is. Episode nine or episode ten? Not quite sure, but you get the you get the feeling. Yeah, they're gonna have fun. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> January 26, 2021. Yes, sir. All on the other side, as this crazy beat kicks in, got my guy, DB Extraordinaire. Yes, sir. Who's got some things to get off his chest, people. He's oh, got yeah. some things to get off his chest today, so I'm going to let him cook. Got a lot out the other day. He did. He did. Oh. Ow. No. <laughs> anyway, just cut. I don't even know what happened. Uh, but that's all right. We're gonna cut the music. So, uh, <laughs> improv. improv, improv, spitball, off freestyle, off the cuff. Yeah. Uh, but either either way, we're um, this is my guy E, uh, and my co-host of this of our show. Make some noise for E in the building. Yes, sir. He let him. Yeah, yeah. No, he's also the host of the secondary one of the. If y'all ain't tuning in, he's to coming the, back. It's coming back, but I would even yes, still go back and listen to some of the old joints because he was spitting, as Dylon likes to say, hot fire for you there. So definitely hit him up there with that. Yes, sir. And man, my boy on the other side of me, the Chicago extraordinary man, MJ, all day. Yes, my sir, guy yes. doing it big yes, from sir. Dallas. You know what I'm saying? So hanging in there, hanging in there to D. You know, we, we doing our thing out here. Uh, on the other end of there, we got two our two, I'll probably say other members of the of the of the squad. Uh first and foremost, uh I'm gonna give out to uh the shout out to my guy who is our video editor <clears throat> editor. He uh we go back like babies and pacifiers, old dirt dog, no liar, you know what I'm saying? Um, we go back like hairlines. Uh, <laughs> he's a class act like Blade Brown. Give it up for my man, my fam, Stormy Shep Russell in the yes, building with what the dope. Do, what it do? What's up? Shirt. Welcome with the dope last dance shirt, man. Oh yeah, yeah that last dance shirt is is hot fire, my friend. Hot fire. Hey. And then and then and then I gotta give it up to my to our. Our content producer, our engineer, our tech guru, our statistician also happens to be the best little brother in the world. Our graphic our designer. Graphic designer. This dude got designer. more titles than the Jamaican boy. We I got all you, the hats, what? boy. We got five jobs, man. Yeah, uh, like, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> we got Desmond Jones in the building once yes, again. Sir. So I know we lost some music. Shout out. Uh, that's a bad producer on me. But hey, it's all good. I have some good stuff for us when we. Uh, no, we got music. So. Yeah, we got some music coming back, but it's yeah. just, I don't know what's going to happen here. But anyway, <laughs> we're uh, on the pull up on the show today. Um, we're going to get into this weekend with the NFL um, Conference Championships. Uh, yeah. We're also going to get into. Uh, hold that fire, E. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, he's coming out, boy. I'm cool. I, I feel like I'm looking at the, at the Incredible Hulk over here. You know, what I'm saying? like this dude got the green eyes. <laughs> he's about to Hulk out right now. Um, we're also gonna get into. We're on a video study. Um, we didn't get a chance. We all saw it, but we wanted to kind of review it. Um, we're all gonna get into the Last Dance as well. Um, and then hopefully, maybe time permitting, we might get into our top villains. Uh, before we go into this show, 
Uh, and it just kind of cop came into me. There's two things I wanted to say. Um, one, uh, I, you, you can't really see it, but I'm wearing a black NBA shirt today uh, for a couple of reasons. One, um, as a guy who loves, I love, I love the, the sports. I love basketball. Um, well, we all do. Um, in the, the sporting world, we lost a, a legend today, Sekou Smith, who's with NBA TV. If you listen to Chicago, um, if you listen to Chicago sports, particularly on 6-7, the score, um, he, uh, I saw on one our guy, me and Desmond saw on a guy, uh, Jason Goff's page. Uh, he passed away today. Uh, he was respected in the industry. The guy um, was, you, you were, you became a smarter fan by listening to him. Right. Um, and so I want to, you know, rest in peace, condolences to his fans, to his family. Um, he's on, he's on the other, he's in a better place, but he definitely will be missing the, in the NBA, um, in the NBA league and the NBA fraternity. Uh, so that's one. And then two, we wouldn't be, uh, you know, today is the anniversary of the Kobe Bryant death. Uh, and the and the other uh, passengers of, of, on a plane. So we definitely want to send our love to those who are impacted directly by it. The sports family is still is still we're, we're pushing on, but we, it's still it hit home um, with the loss of Kobe um, and and how it happened. I think is the bigger the bigger like the, it really was a, a hard thing. Um, we're dealing with that, so uh, definitely want to remember uh, those people. And, and again. I know we do this for fun and I do, I get it. I, I love what we do, even though we're not necessarily world known right now. Uh, I feel we, we, we do it the right way we can get, we get our name out there, but family, friends, um, to get to do what we do um, for fun uh, is, is cool. But, you know, I just want to tell each and one, one of you guys on the line, I know we joke around and stuff, but I love you guys uh, greatly. Um, but tomorrow's not promised to anyone, right? And we just, I just want to make sure that we, you know, I just want to kind of acknowledge that uh, I, I couldn't let the moment kind of pass us, uh, uh, pass us by. So I wanted to definitely thank you guys for doing this, taking time for the family, taking time from uh, what we could be doing. But I definitely want to make sure that is said. Uh, e, uh, Des, Shep, do you guys want to add anything on before we get into the bulk of our show today? <clears throat> Well, I mean, listen, man, uh, RIP to Kobe and Gigi and everybody involved in that flight. Um, RIP to, uh, you know, Sekou Smith. Um, I didn't listen to a whole lot of them, I can't lie. But uh, listen, man, you know, when it comes to Chicago sports, um, any one of those people that they all of them that I've listened to, um, you know, definitely had contributed a lot. So it really sucks. It's me. I consider myself as part of the media now. So, uh, you know, definitely don't want to be losing valuable people like that. Um, then as far as Kobe, uh, listen, man, that mama mentality, you know, when we go sure. into this last dance, you know, uh, and it just kind of reminded me uh, of a lot that Kobe was about. A lot of that came from Michael, but, you know, just kind of reminds you that, man, you know, we had somebody great here that instilled not only values on the court, but off the court as well. And he's continuously going to be missed. I don't think that we as a people will ever, especially NBA, would ever get over the tragic loss of Kobe Bryant. But um, we definitely can take solace in the fact that we have a lot of game film and a lot of more valuable and priceless moments uh, that, you know, that, that we can really hold on to. So um, RIP to them once again. Absolutely. Des, Shep, lastly, before we get this thing kicked off, um, anyone, anything you guys want to add? 
Man, yeah, I'll go in. Um, man, definitely RIP to Kobe and Gigi and the Seven Souls that we lost that day. Um, man, I still think about it to this day how uh, just how unreal it was at the moment, you know, and just the way that kind of kickstart 2020 was in a rough way. And, and you know, going into 2020, it's gonna be a lot of year of the first, uh, just dealing with a lot of families that we lost to either COVID. <clears throat> and um, just tragic events that happened over um, 2020 the course of that. So um, if you haven't done so already, you know, make sure you please share some love with your family, to your loved ones, because people are here today and gone tomorrow. So um, just to take advantage of, you know, the time that you have and, and make, make useful for it and um, live with a purpose. Absolutely. Good. Well said. Well said, Des. Uh, Shep, <clears throat> as the elder statesman of the four of us, you have the last closing words on it before we get the show started, but anything you want to add to the to the convo with that? No, man, I mean, you three hit it all on the head, you know. It's all about love, uh, recognizing who's who, uh, recognizing your family, friends, everybody that's in your life, you know, even the ones that that just seem that it's not a part of your world. Like, they're just, they got a different attitude, and you're just like, ah, I can't really be around that person. You know, but, you know, when anybody passes, man, it's like that's that's an energy that's just taken away from this world. And we all feel it, you know, no matter if, if they're the best person to you or the worst person to you, it still it still affects you all. So, you know, as, as, as a whole. So just, you know, say, hey, you know, love you, you know, tell people that you need to, you know, sorry for this or, you know, or, you know, just I miss you or just give them a handshake, whatever. You know, the way the climate is, you know, people losing their minds, you know, sometimes the hug will do it, you yeah. know, so just remember, love everybody. Uh, just, and also remember, everybody has a has a notice, you know, it's going to come. That's that's the definite thing that we all know. It's going to come, you know, and we just we just don't know when. So enjoy it, you know, and I love you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. <clears throat> lastly, yeah, the, the last thing I, I would say is, uh, you know, uh, everyone knows I'm a man of faith, but one of the things I, I always listen to and um, takes real, it hits, it hits different, right? Uh, this verse that talks about, you know, you rejoice with people, you know, you rejoice with those who are rejoicing, but you also mourn with those who are mourning. It don't take much, it, you know, in this world, like as 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 we all have said on one degree or another, but we all have a we all have a, a punch out date, um, and it doesn't take much. It doesn't take any effort to be nice. Like just comment. Yeah. It just it don't it don't cost you to be nice. So with that being said, no sh spread love because it's not just the Brooklyn way. I just think that's the way we we are we are meant to be. Period. Um, and we let everything else get in the way. But at the end of the day, I think we all are, are loving beings that were created by someone who loved us enough. So uh, just shed love. Uh, and you know, I promise you, you'll get back love. One way or another, you're going to get back some some love from it. So um, with that, we're going to move push forward into the yeah. first uh, real segment. Um, we're going to get into the weekend that was. We're going to get into the uh, championship weekend. When I first start off... Um, with the uh, <laughs> the no-brainer game, I think. Uh, though I was wishing it, my Buffalo Bills were, were, would, would win, but uh, the yeah, championship, uh, Buffalo versus Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City came out with the win. Uh, I'm going to throw it over to Desmond. What was your thoughts uh, on the game? Um, and, uh, yeah, what was your thoughts on the game? How uh, 
how, how did it go your way? Because honestly, uh, of the picks, it looks like Dez is, is is had this weekend. He was two and zero oh on the weekend. Yeah. So I'm gonna salute him. If I had a if I had a drop to to play with the horn, I would do that right now. Uh, Chef can probably add that in later. But yeah, Dez, what was your thoughts on the weekend um, with the Buffalo Bills versus Kansas City Chiefs? Um, you know, when as I expected to, uh, you know, if it was gonna get into a shootout, uh, if it did does get into a shootout, I'm gonna pick the gunslinger, the gunslinger, and aim at home just because uh, the dude is talented. Um, he's the reason why Kansas City are, are where they're at today, and uh, you know that with as long as Mahomes is on the field, it's hard to beat that team. So, they, and honestly, they probably should have went undefeated for the whole year. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And another reason we hate Ryan Pace. Shep, uh, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. We're not going that route. Shep, oh, you're not. No, I'm not. No, yeah, I'm not. Shep, what was your thought uh, on the game, uh, the Kansas City-Buffalo Bill game? Anything stand out uh, to you uh, before I throw it over to E? Yeah, yeah uh, Josh Allen stood out to me, you know. Um, In I a figured... good or a bad way did he stand out? In an odd way. Um, I don't remember them getting a, a lot of pressure on him, but he played as if he wasn't confident in what was going on in that game like he has the whole year. Uh, mm-hmm. His throws, he didn't take the chance throws that I noticed. Um, you know, and it took till what, the fourth quarter for Diggs to get going. So, uh, like I said, I had picked Kansas City to win that, but I also picked the fact that Buffalo would get a lead which they did, and Kansas City would catch up. But I thought Buffalo would have gotten a, you know, scored a few extra points uh, instead of just being up nine nothing. You know, I thought it would have been at least seventeen uh, before Kansas City got got rolling. But uh, uh, Kansas City, like they had, they knew what they were doing the whole entire game. Like they've been there before, which they've had. It's the third time they've been at home in an AFC Championship game. You know, and the second time they're going to the Super Bowl, but. Josh Allen, he just it he didn't look comfortable, and and usually it's because uh, the other team's getting pressure on you. You've been hit so many times, and your feet get happy. He just didn't look comfortable through that game, you know, of where he should go with the ball. So, uh, but yeah, Kansas City, that's that's Super Bowl team right there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I hear you with that. And E, um, what was your thoughts? on the game, the Kansas City-Buffalo game um, as well. What, what was your thoughts there? Well, first of all, um, I was very drunk uh, during that game. So, um, you know, <laughs> Disclaimer. Upset, um, for obvious reasons. But, uh, you know, I was still able to take away what I took away. Um, listen, honestly, uh, I was starting to regret my pick around Friday, uh, you know, after you listen to all the media and stuff. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, at this point, it's wishful thinking. Um, But listen, these two playoff games, uh, you can definitely tell the growth with Kansas City. And just coming last year, going into the playoffs, not getting good starts in those games, finishing the year that they did the way they did by only winning by a margin of six points or less in the last month and a half or so didn't look as explosive. Um, But when, when it came time for playoffs, they turned it on and you still see that youth with Josh Allen. Uh, Unfortunately, you've seen it when he threw the ball at dude's face 
you know, uh, you still see that youth yeah. in Josh Allen, you know, uh, maybe them Kansas City vibes, probably what did it, Shep. Uh, you know, those having some crowd there, it being the NFC champ or AFC championship game, you know, uh, they give you kind of different looks. I mean, listen, I mean, Kansas City's defense isn't the 85 Bears or the Ravens, like I said before, but Spagnola has been to the championship and he's won. He beat Tom Brady in the championship when he was a defensive coordinator for the for the Giants so he's been there he's gonna dig dig, like throw some schemes at you throw some looks at you and even though they weren't getting a ton of pressure on Josh Allen you know um, he was getting kind of confused by some of those looks on the defensive side uh, especially you know when when it came to uh, um, what's the what's that cornerback I forgot his name not Ward but the other guy Um, or not Breland either Baker Uh, some no, no, no. Uh, it's another corner that he's like one of the top rated corners that nobody's really talking about, but they weren't really testing his side that much. And, um, you know, Number 22. And, yeah, it, it was. Yep. Um, but, you know, when it comes to the, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, they're they're just an amazing team. I, I think they're kind of unbeatable at this point. <laughs> you know, the only reason that I give Tampa a chance is because of Tom Brady, obviously. And, um, you know, but when you cannot count out Mahomes, and I think that those guys are going to be in Super Bowls, you know, for the next few years. Uh, I mean, I, I'd say they'd probably be in the next, you know, <laughs> I can really see them being in the next two out of three. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, if they keep that team together. So obviously that depends on salary cap stuff and whoever they can keep and things like that. But, um, you know, listen, Buffalo had an amazing year. The, they definitely took some steps up from divisional round to AFC championship against Mahomes on the road. Uh, you know, definitely is an improvement. And I think that that team is young and if they continue to be coached the way they are and led by Josh Allen, they're going to be a force to reckon with too here in the next few years. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. You see, you weren't that drunk. You still had a lot of, a lot of, Listen, I, still, I still love the game. I still love the game. A lot of hustle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, I, I kind of had that feeling too, low key. Uh, right. <laughs> I was like, man, I literally voted went against both uh, Brady and, and Mahomes. So like, eh, that might not have been the smartest play, but may not have. Um, I the one thing about Kansas City that uh, I heard someone say, I think it was on a, honestly Jonathan Hood in Chicago. He said basically Kansas City is the NFL version of the Golden State Warriors. I, I, I mean, I've said that from, yeah, like they, from jump. Yeah, so yeah. like lead, no lead is safe. Like, and, yeah. and, you, and one thing too is you can't settle for, like they like Buffalo had a chance to kind of really get a, a good foothold on there, but they were selling for field goals, which I'm sure we're going to talk about later, um, you know, with, with the other game. But you can't, against a team like that, you've got to put the ball into the end zone. you right. got to. Um, and again, like to both of you and Shep's credit, I, I, you like, uh, Josh Allen never looked comfortable and like, whether it was the atmosphere, whether it was with the stakes on the line, but at the end of the day, pressure, pressure burst pipes, you know what I mean? It makes diamonds, but also burst pipes. And if you're not ready for that spotlight, um, you're going to get it, you know, it's going to, you're going to start second guessing yourself. And and you saw that on the field a lot with that game. Um, and you know, hard, like they, they never panic. That's one thing about Kansas City. They never panic. Like they're just right. like, yeah, 
we we got this. Don't worry about it. We we gonna we gonna do what we do. And, and when when Hartman dropped that one, well, muffed that fumble, and he was down, and the whole team like like from Mahomes to Kelsey, they went over to him like, hey, we got you. We got this. Be us. Um, you know, we gonna do. Yeah. We gonna we gonna do. We gonna we gonna do the damn thing. And they did. So uh, you can't. I mean, like in Kansas City, to me, is a cheat code. Um, <laughs> you know, they are a, a dope, uh, a dope squad. And again, you, um, that, that they're, they're clicking on all of shout out to Eric B um, as far as calling some of those plays, um, what probably the most, uh, overlooked person under yeah, overlooked person, excuse me, uh, in the NFL right now, but he's not the only one, uh, we're going to get into the next game, uh, which is Tampa Bay and, uh, Green Bay, um, Tampa Bay coming back. Uh, well, not even coming back, but just winning that game in a very so never trailed. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> never trailed. Yeah. Very uncharismatic. Uh, um, you know, you don't get three interceptions from the goat and and oh. expect to, to to lose that way. Um, so um, I just I, I'm a, before I throw it over to E. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get Shep's take on it. Yeah, y'all go ahead uh, and get y'all takes. What y'all think? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to make make sure I it ain't even enough. that bad. But you know. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I want to leave you enough room to cook, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want you to get oh, in your bag with this one. But um, Shep, go ahead. Give me give me your your thoughts of the game. Um, so what stood out to you, and, um, and and go from there. Uh, it was a dope game. I mean, just Very good. it had everything that, you know, even though my team's not in it, so standing objectively watching this game, uh, it was an exciting game, you know, back and forth. There were interceptions. There were more interceptions than penalties in that game. Crazy. That's what's crazy. That, that game moved. Oh. The pace was awesome. Like, you didn't see a flag until third quarter, I think. Third quarter. Yeah, you know, and I mean, the two quarterbacks that you got going, two great quarterbacks, and Brady gets picked off. Rodgers gets picked off. Tampa Bay's in a backfield knocking Rodgers on the ground, which you rarely saw this year, you know, got him flustered, which you actually saw on that third down play uh, that that Rodgers, the last time Rodgers took the ball in that game, you know, he had a chance to run it in, and he felt the ghost coming up his leg which wasn't there, you know, forced him to throw that ball where he had time to run. So uh, it was a great game. Uh, that field goal call, um, personally, I think it could have went. I I wouldn't have made that call, but I don't want to down him for that call either because either way, Brady's going to get the ball and you're going to have to make a stop. Whether they score, make it eight points, you still got to stop Brady from getting the field goal range. So either way it went, you know, you still had to have a defensive stop. And uh, I, they they nearly almost had that stop. You know, if he just didn't tug in that shirt because that pass wasn't going to get caught. But uh, other than that, yeah. man, uh, I, <clears throat> Rogers made some great plays, you know, and a couple of that were just like, ah, what are you doing? You know, so and uh, especially on that, I, can't, I don't know if second quarter, but I don't, all I know is it was a drive where he got down there and he went to Adams three straight times and it ended up in a field goal. He overthrew him in the back of the end zone on the third down, um, you know, which is kind of odd for him to hit, try and get Adams all three times. So, 
Uh, no, that second one went to um, that second one went to Tanya. It was the first one that it was that out route which they connect on all the time. And they then did they, it differently this time. Yeah, it was like a back. It looked weird from the start, but I've seen them catch it before. Um, and then they went to Tanya, and then they went to Adams in the back of the end zone. I don't think they he targeted him all three times. I thought he did. I thought he did like a little inner hook route right by the where the tight end usually sits. Well, wow. but uh, it looked like he was kind of forcing it to Adams quite a bit. Oh uh, uh, yeah, but I thought yeah. You know, uh, I mean, well, Adams is a great player too. So. He is, but I I think the reason he went to him is because he was getting a couple of those drops. Like Lazar dropped a couple. Uh, yeah, uh, and I think he started point conversion. Yeah, I think he started to. All right, I got to get the ball into the guys I can trust right now because no one is rising to. So I mean, that's from my outside perspective. I don't know. I don't know. Let me ask you this, Shep, before uh, before I get Desmond on here and get eventually get to E. Do you think Rodgers was rattled? Like, did he play rattled to you? Rodgers, so-called being rattled, is different from other quarterbacks being rattled. You know, I think he he can get rattled in a sense. It's a controlled rattle. Um, and I think he adjusted his clock, basically. That's him being rattled. He just adjusts his clock. You know, and uh, I really I, – he still made the plays, you know, throughout the game. I mean, he hit uh, – what's your guy? Uh, SMV or Skandrick M- or whatever. MBS. Yeah, Mark MBS. He hit him on that, you know, for that last drive, you know, over the middle, you know, and, and a couple of third down plays that, you know, he bought time on and got out there. So, especially with Tampa Bay getting back in the backfield on him. So – I wouldn't necessarily that he was rattled. I just think he adjusted his his uh, his clock. Uh, like I said, that under, last he was under a lot of pressure. Like uh, he was, like Pierre Paul, and I forgot the other. Bro, uh, he was Barrett. after him. Jack Barrett. He was Jack Barrett. Yeah, and they were really. I mean, this is where Green Bay really missed their that that tackle. Bacardi. Ah, I missed Bakhtiari. So oh, uh, he was yeah. he with him out. It was like they were like, let's go. Like those those two rush pass rushers were eating, and they're. Throughout the game. Throughout the start game. Start to finish. Yeah. yeah. That's why start I wish the Bears would have died. Well, <laughs> I'm not well, doing I don't know. Tampa Bay just seems to have that. <laughs> they seem to have that uh, that dial that Todd Bowles Todd uh, knows how to play Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Great. And, yeah. And, I don't, and it's odd because, I mean, it's not like he's been in a conference before. So, um, he has yeah. been. No, no, he has been in the conference before. Todd Bowles was um, in Arizona when Ari- the last time Arizona yep. was really. No, no, I'm in in, uh, in our division in the North. Right, yeah. but I'm saying like he had. I think Arizona. Oh, I can't. Remember. Don't put. Don't make me lie. But I know they. I think they faced off a couple times. And Todd Bowles has been a great. He what he's been a great, a great defensive line. Defensive line yeah. defensive coordinator uh, doesn't get as enough shine as he should. Uh, cause, cause of the Jets, he went to the Jets and yeah. So, but he, even as a defensive coordinator, he had a, he's, he's, he's one of the best in the league. He had, and has been for, for a while now. Um, let me throw it over to Des. Des, what was your thoughts in the game? Um, before, uh, I throw it over to Eeks. We got, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to snip a little bit cause I want cook <laughs> boy. I want him to just let, just, just. Let it out, like just I'm gonna just I'm just gonna move my mic away. And I'm just gonna just listen to him. 
But Dez, what was your thoughts uh, on the game? Um, you know, I thought overall it was a great game. Uh, it went down to the wire. Um, there's a couple plays that I, I just questioned. Um, I don't say I don't necessarily question, but it was just it was a lot of great things that happened. Like the 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 going to, before the end of the second half, the the decision to just go for it on fourth down and turn around and throw the touchdown. Like the play next play after was six seconds left. I thought that I thought that definitely hurt the Packers. Uh, I also thought how Packers came out of the second half when they gave up that that fumble and they and then they gave up the score. Uh, right now, I was like, "Ooh, this game's starting to get ugly." But you know, Packers they crawled back. It was definitely in striking in striking distance. Um, listening to Stormy's point about that field goal um, decision, I'm not. I can't really fault. I can't really fault that decision too much. I mean, they had three chances beforehand. wasn't able to do move the ball at all. Um, you know, there's, you know, Rogers probably should have ran. I kind of agree with that, but he was focused on the receiver trying to score, so I can't really fault him for that neither. You know, just um, they should never been in that situation anyways because they had they made Tom Brady turn on the ball over three other times, and they they should have capitalized on at least one or two of those. Uh, different play uh, on those plays. I think overall, uh, Packers didn't come with the A game. They, I think they just woke up. It was like, yeah, we got a, a team from from Florida that's finna come in. They finna be cold. They're not finna, you know, know what to do up here. We finna just finna um, stop them. Like they, they all the talks about them being hungry and been looking forward to play Tower Bay. Like I didn't see no evidence on that on Sunday. Wow, that's some strong words and good good take. Like that's. That's yeah. definitely strong words. One thing I will say um, about about Green Bay, about that game, is the fact that, um, well, let me just the the play. Well, first of all, you well actually let me kind of back up. Aaron Jones doesn't fumble the ball like he just does not fumble the ball, and that was a big. I was when that happened, I was like, I was like, this is not the Packers' day. Like he just. You know, the, from the touchdown with Scotty Miller, like getting behind him with six seconds left, that was a shock. Like, yeah. and he and he can he can go. Don't get me wrong. Killer. He he can he can go, but it just uh, it reminded me of when the bear when the Bears and the Packers played back in twelve or two thousand thirteen when um, they had got back up uh, past Chris Connie, like just with the arm up with our with Randall Cobb. Like that's how I saw that Miller play. I was like, wow, I've seen this before. And I just was not expecting it at this level here because you, as Bear fans, we're used to seeing, we're not used to seeing Green Bay play like that. Um, as far as the field goal, I disagree. I don't, I don't like the field goal. I like the fact that giving them a, giving a chance, getting it close, because even still, even if they kick the field goal, you give, you kick, you kicking the ball back to Brady. I rather Brady have to go 70 yards to get into field goal range versus it would have been 90. Yeah, or even not, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, yeah, I just, just, but just even for the oh, 70 to get in field goal range, right? right. To get range. field goal range, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I would rather have him be backed up against my end zone with another with, with some timeouts in my back pocket to try to to get the ball back again. Versus, yeah, you know what I mean? Like that that would have been. And honestly, and and, and let me be crystal clear, I would have went to Aaron and be like, Aaron, what do you think? You what? What? How are you? Yes. What are you seeing? Cause if you feel, they weren't on the same page, bro. Yeah, if we if we we gotta be on the same page, and you in these moments, because I, I think a lot of teams, and I'm pretty much Green Bay and Buffalo, they they had they had tight booty syndrome. They got they kind of like the you know like they weren't as aggressive 
as they have been in the pre the rest of really the, the rest of the season. And that I was kind of shocked with green Bay. Like I, I know green Bay was the team. Like, like I granted, I get, I get, I get who you're playing against, but I remember green Bay was when they played against the bears going for it on fourth and fourth and four, the game had kind of got, it had started to get a little bit tighter. They knew if they got that fourth, they got that fourth down, um, game's over. And that aggressiveness was gone yesterday, particularly in the key moment. So that was my one factor with Matt LaFleur. From them being on the same page all year long, I when you have to be able to go to your guy and say, what do you see? What? How do you feel? Do you want to go for it? Okay, if you want to go for it, let's, what can we draw up? On the other side, Tampa Bay, Byron Leftwich should be getting some more getting some more credit. There are some great calls that he did. Oh man. That tight end screen to Gronk who hadn't been targeted oh, yes. at all. Yes. That was a great play. And I know a lot the of people only pass for him. Yeah, the only pass. And he looked old as hell running, though. <laughs> it's like, please, someone tackle me, please. But yeah. you know, it it is it was not as old as Mercedes Lewis. Ooh. That boy looked like he had bricks in his shoes. Yeah. I'm like, boy, are you in pain? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. like Mercedes Lewis is almost, we're almost like, I got three years. He's like 38, 37, 39. Yeah, bro. Like, like, like he looked it. He, they gave him the ball. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to move, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so the, you know, it just, but Byron left, which, you know, Brady yeah, all the time. Man. But Byron Leftwich called, did a great – like, that game was won by the coordinators on, on Todd Bowles on defense and, um, Definitely. and Byron Leftwich on offense calling. Because, honestly, if we looked at Brady, his last po- his last few postseasons, like, in, like, conference championships to Super Bowl, his play has not been the reason their teams have won. Like, when he played against the, when he played against the Rams in the Super Bowl, he had a horrible Super Bowl. Yeah, and they just made a few key plays, and that was like defense and really the like the the um, James White and those and those running backs really won them run them that game. But he's he hasn't he's been propped up more than he's propped others up. He's just been managing the game, not like Peyton Manning did, but in in a similar fashion. So that's how I kind of felt about the game. I just felt like the to me the better quarterback didn't win, and I I kind of have and I have to fault that on the coaching. With that being said, E, the floor is yours. Bruh. I'm turning it over to you. I'm gonna let you just let you cook and let you get look. I'm just do, do all, you do you look, first of all, bro. Look, great season number one. Yo said great season number one. Um, you know, they did their thing, you know what I'm saying, throughout the regular season, got to this point again. But listen, bro, you gotta start winning these games. Um, that's just kind of like the short end of it. Uh, Rogers, he had we, throughout the years, we've said he doesn't have a defense. Uh, he doesn't have running game. He doesn't have, uh, you know, his coaches to old school, you know, his front office ain't doing nothing for him and his front office hasn't up. I mean, they, they really haven't to draft the quarterback last year, uh, who's been inactive for most of the year, you know, I mean, you, you could definitely fault that, but listen, you, first of all, from a defensive standpoint, that first half. You got to get off the damn field on third down. You just have to. Uh, when you're playing against, when you get Brady and he's third and eights, he's third and fours, third and fives, whatever, you're stopping a run. Fournette, other than that 20-yard touchdown run, didn't do jack shit, and neither did Ronald Jones. 
Um, so neither them, you know, so you're not getting gassed by the run just like you were in San Francisco last year. But when it comes to those third down plays, you got to be able to either get pressure. You got to hold up on the back end. And Kevin King got beat twice, uh, one to Mike Evans on the third down. And then when it's fourth, when it's six damn seconds left in the first half and you are down and you, they're going for it. The last thing you can do is give up a deep touchdown and go behind you. That's the very last thing that you can do when you already don't have momentum. That just cannot. They didn't watch that Raiders game. Yeah. You know what game they didn't watch? They didn't watch the game from 2011 when the New York Giants came in against the 15-1 Packers at Lambeau, same conditions, and Akeem Hicks had that, that pass over Charles Woodson at the end of the half with three seconds left to put them up by 14 points instead of the seven going into halftime. That's the game that they didn't watch. So that's what it reminded me. It didn't remind me of that Bears game. It reminded me of the last time we had a we were favorite to Lambeau and the inferior quarterback comes over and then puts it on us. So uh, the best quarterback didn't win. Now, when it comes to Rodgers' numbers, 346 yards, but here's the thing. His running game didn't help him out a lot. No. Quarterback has to throw the ball 48 times. That's not good. I don't care who's playing. I don't care if you have whoever. You cannot throw the ball 48 times because you're not balanced. You're one-dimensional. You're one-dimensional at that point. So you cannot, you know, so when your defense gives you three turnovers, you got to capitalize. They capitalized on the Amos one. They got that touchdown, and they missed that. They missed the two-point conversion. That's when Equinemia St. Brown dropped that in the end zone when it was tipped or whatever. So they had that one, but – you got two others by Jair Alexander and you didn't do anything with them. Those moments you have to have, because I've always been saying all throughout the years, if we can have a defense that's not giving up 30, 40 points in these games and they give Rogers some extra possessions, that one extra possession, if they can give him that one extra possession, he can go down the field and score. They gave him two and he didn't. And then he did not. So when it comes to this blame game, when it comes to, you know, this entire thing about uh, Rogers hasn't had this, Roger hasn't had that. It was there, bro. It yeah. was there. It was there. 100% was there. And not this, first of all, I don't want this to be uh, people to think that this is some type of indictment on Aaron Rodgers career. Cause it's not Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterback talents we've ever seen in our lifetime. And if you say that yeah. he's not stop playing, um, people talking about how uncertain his future is because of what he said. And if he's going to get traded, I he's emotional, bro. He's emotional. He lost. This felt like the year that we were going to go and, and, and possibly win the Super Bowl and for it to be derailed once again. Of course, that hurts. So, of course, you're going to say some stuff like that. Big Ben has done it every time he loses in the damn playoffs. Yes. I don't know if I'm going to come back. You know, Brett Favre did it a long time ago. You know, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to come back. And then guess what? Let's ask it to NFC Championship against the bounty hunting Saints. Right. So, I mean, Rodgers has been an amazing talent. We can't can't let that go. But he's not going anywhere. He just isn't. I mean, where the hell are you gonna go? You gonna go to the 49ers and play Sean McVay twice a year and Pete Carroll, or are you gonna stay in the damn NFC North where you're comfortable and you pretty much dominated division? So at least you're almost guaranteed a playoff spot every year as long as you hold up your part of the bargain, yeah. right? Can't go to Seattle. You gonna go to Indianapolis and then try to get through Patrick Mahomes every year to get to the Super Bowl at the end of your career? I don't think so. So 
people need to relax on that because he's not going anywhere. It would be in his best interest to find a way to stay here. He does want to restructure his contract, whether that means he wants to get new players in. I'm not sure, but you know, if he wants to try to attract some free agents, I don't know. But when it comes to that game, man, the defense, they gave up a lot on third down. That's my biggest thing is you got to be able to get off the field. You have to, because your offense is not in rhythm. You don't have any momentum giving up a bunch of points and field goals when you're the favorites at home. And you, you got to start winning these games. You know, I mean, LaFleur though, um, got out coached uh, towards the end. I mean, he, he got out coached and it was collective effort. You know, it was a collective effort by, like you said, the coordinators, Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich. Um, I don't even think it's, it was as much Bruce Arians <laughs> as it was those two. Um, you know, the only, the only thing you get credit Bruce Arians is, is for bringing in those two people. Like that, that was yeah, it. that's and, it and for him. Hell, I'm getting the hell out of Tom Brady's way. Like just you know, they had a they had a come to Jesus meeting. Oh, he poked him here and there though. He had oh, a couple yeah. posted Brady, but yeah. other than that, but other than yeah. that, he got the hell out the way. You like he didn't treat. Yeah. He didn't overcomplicate it. He just said, "All right, you know, all right, you know, you, you when you, for a guy at that level, the the Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, those type of cats, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give some leeway there. Like you have to pretty much, all right, I, cause I, at the end of the day, is, do you trust him or don't you? This is not Mitch Trubisky we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? This, this is hell. This isn't, this isn't, um, <laughs> this isn't Ben Roethlisberger. We're talking about, we're talking about Aaron freaking Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? And Tom Brady." And if anyone has got who has got the benefit of the doubt as far as what they see, it's those two cats. So, yeah, yeah it's and so, you know, with, look, Matt LaFleur, for him to be 27 to seven or whatever for his first two years as a head coach is incredible. I mean, let's let's just, you know, let's just kind of just kind of step away from the game real quick and just say, you know, hey, man, you know, the fact that you get to come in here and have that type of success very early in your career, um, it's great. But these are the moments that you have to have. These are the moments that you have to be great in. And, you know, if I don't I think that he should have went for it. I was very confident in the defense. Not necessarily we would get in, get a turnover. But other than that fumble, I mean, I mean, that fumble was at inside the 10. So they scored on that, obviously. But they gave up three points for the rest of the game. And that was at the beginning of the half. Right. So the beginning of the third quarter when uh, Aaron Jones fumbled. Other than that, they only gave up three three points for the rest of the game. That allowed that comeback. That allowed them to come back in here. I'm very confident they would have got off the field and forced a punt and given Aaron Rodgers yet another possession to kind of see if he can go down there, score, and then, you know, get this thing into overtime. But I don't know, man. It's like these – it's these ones – the last year's championship, okay, we were not – the, the better team in at all we probably didn't even belong into nfc championship with the damn 49ers just because of how dominant they were on both sides of the ball well running the ball but from a step from this year we were the best team in the nfc and i think we're still the best team in the nfc and i said the only way that we lose this game is if we shit the bed and don't make the plays and we didn't make the plays you got to start making these plays and now there's no more def- blame to deflect on anybody because Rodgers had three uh, three more opportunities or two more opportunities at the end of that game and went three and out both times. But shout out to that Tampa defense. I mean, they had a game plan. Um, Todd Bowles came in there and then was doing great things when it comes to the defense. They're letting them play. Uh, stop blaming the damn refs. 
you know, uh, people yeah, keep, was, you know, I've, I've seen clear, it. That was a clear hole. Yeah. It, that was, I mean, you, and I get it that the, the, the play calls, uh, they were the refs in both games were letting these cats play, but when it's that egregious, yeah. you got to call it. You, you, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it confused the ref that was so bad. It was like, oh, wait, do I, was that, yeah. was that a t-shirt? Yeah. 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 It's like, I mean, it's like if you was like a teacher and you know, you, you, you tell the kids, Hey, you know, uh, open book tests or whatever, but just don't be, no, you don't be writing down or, or, or open book tests, but you can't be over there looking at directly at someone's, you know, their, their test scores, like, or their, their, their answers. Like if you write next to the smart kid, like, come on, man. Like I gotta, I gotta bust you. It's an open book test. Like that, that's kind of how that, that to me, that flag was, you know what we I mean? Flash, bro. We hold all the time. I hold shit. I be getting beat sometimes and I hold, yeah. it just is what it is, but how subtle is it? That little tug on that Alan Lazard, it's easy for a ref to kind of miss that. That, you know, he did get pulled back, and then that led to that interception by Sean Murphy bunting. But, you know, when you have a fistful of jersey, I mean, come on, bro. You know what I'm saying? Of course that's going to get called. So, yes, I'm not blaming the refs because just like every other game, you you cannot leave it in the refs' hands anyway. We should have at least went down and been up by if we get two field goals on those turnovers, at least we up by one with two minutes left. At least we're up. At least we have to be in a position to make a stop. But now now we're going into next season again, feeling totally lost. We're like, well, this was the best team that we put on the damn field this year and couldn't get anything done in, in, in the NFC championship. And it's a shame because this this just this feels like. It feels like we're going to regress. I feel like we're going to go 11 and five next year, you know, probably winning a, a, a championship or a division, a playoff game. And I don't know if we get to an NFC championship, if we don't, I'm not sure, but I think that this is a crazy deflating game. Um, something that is going to kind of stick with you for a very long time, even more so than last year because of how outmatched we were. Um, but I mean, at least at, at least the window is still open. I will say that the window's still open. Uh, Packers aren't going anywhere. You know, people thinking that, you know, Rodgers, is, his career is, is over, this and that. You know, those reactions, it's not over. He won MVP. He threw five interceptions this year. Uh, he threw 46, 47 or 48 touchdown passes this year uh, to, you know, to win the solidified MVP. So he hasn't definitely hasn't taken a step back. It's just that these moments right here is when you have to start to say, okay, we can criticize Aaron a little bit because when, when you're one of the greats and you want to be in, at least you have to get there. Yeah. And that, this, one in, that one in four in conference championship games. Like, yeah, I sent a, I sent the thing to Dez where we, like the fact of the matter that Aaron Rodgers, as great as he is, has the exact same NFC championships wins as Rex Grossman. Yeah. Crazy to me. And Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Um, and Donovan McNabb. Uh, you know, but on the other side of that, Tom Brady. Um, listen, what, what can you say about the dude? I mean, you know, uh, an he, he yeah, he's an asshole, but he <laughs> he yeah. wins ball games. Yeah, yeah. He wins ball games. And he, them throws that he was making. Oh my, like people saying like, oh, well, his arm is his look, bro. Sometimes some of them catches should, I mean, some of them drops should have been catches because the ball had too much heat on it. Yeah. Like he was yeah. throwing that thing around. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, that, he worked this whole year to get that to that point. Yeah. Uh, and you could tell that uh, the season started the way the Arians wanted him to throw the ball. He just couldn't get it there. Even when the, he was played the bears, he was still having trouble with the deep throws. 
But like round C week what nine, week ten, he started hitting some more of those, start getting on page with Mike Evans and some of those. Yeah. And that was yeah. without A B. And that was without not, you know what I'm saying? Like A B wasn't there. A B wasn't there. And I mean, you know, but it doesn't matter if A B wasn't there or not, because you know, Brady been used to be throwing the bombs for years. So I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. He has six championships and the only Hall of Fame receiver that he had. Uh, on any of those champ, were not he doesn't have any Hall of Fame receivers. Only Hall of Fame receiver that he's ever had was Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Lost to the damn Giants. Was it one year he had him? Was it one or two? Yeah, no, he only had him one. No, he only had him one. He only had him one. Yeah, because yeah. that following that following year was a year I think he got hurt. Like what the uh, was the, that was that the Matt Castle year? Yeah, that was the Matt Castle year, and they still won ten games. Yep, and then Randy was gone, <laughs> so. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, um, I mean, again, and then when it comes to, you know, that Aaron Jones fumble, um, I don't fault him at all for that. They were hitting out there, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were hitting. Yeah, and I, and one thing that I want to say about Tom Tom Brady, yes, he's an a-hole. Yes, he hasn't had any Hall of Fame wide receivers, but he does have a Hall of Fame tight end. Yeah. Gronk oh, yeah. is, even as old man River Gronk, he still was able to – people. the one thing that I think Gronk – people don't give him credit for it, is his blocking. He's always been a really yes blocking yeah. man. People know him about the catching, but he's been able to really oh, uh, yeah. establish it. Because you, you, those running backs, those no-name running backs that have been that thrived in the New England system, they don't get off unless you got a decent offense line and, 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 a, and a good tight end to, to hold those blocks. So Yeah. Um, but, you know, for, for Tampa Bay to, to be able to go back to the championship – um, you know, first playoff, you know, first championship appearance since that 2002. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's going to be it's I mean, I think it's going to be a pretty good game. Um, you know, I'm not sure what type of chance we would have had against Patrick Mahomes, but the fact that we didn't even get there uh, this offseason, you know, you kind of I mean, who else is there to blame? Uh, there really isn't, you know, too many other people to blame. Uh, Rogers got to get that done. And like again, that's that's not a indictment on his career by any means. I don't want another quarterback. I'm not sitting here saying trade Rogers and bring in whoever the hell to come. No, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, get to these games. <laughs> you got to start winning some of them, dog. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know. Hey, let me let me explain what I meant by Brady being a hole. You know, I don't mean like literally. He's he's just oh no, yeah, right, right. Think about about what he did this year. The way COVID set us up for the NFL season, brought the playoffs. One side you had all these experienced quarterbacks. Other side you got young quarterbacks. But if you look at Brady, this man didn't put one quarterback into retirement. Got the other one darn confused on what he's going to do in his life. You know, and it's just like he's. He's back in the Super Bowl after leaving New England. Uh, what, seven and nine? Yeah, it's like you know, and made it to the Super Bowl for the what tenth time, bro. First year, just gets you know. Well, I mean, that that's shows, that's legendary. That shows yeah. also too how much talent was on that Tampa Bay team because remember, Jameis was yeah. a, thirty and thirty, and they were what, what six and ten. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, they say three touchdown passes, three interceptions, and James Winston sitting there like, 
Uh, ain't that what I did? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a crazy stat that one of my friends posted. Um, he was he was around my age. He posted. He said Tom Brady has been at eighteen percent of the Super Bowls that I've been able to watch. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, uh, look, that the the football goat conversation is over. Like, there's nothing. There, yeah. There's oh, no, there, yeah. there's like you can still debate LeBron and Jordan, okay. But when it comes to this goat shit for football, just because of how hard it is to win championships in the NFL, uh, you know, there are no series like the NFL or the NBA and the MLB. There are no series. If you come out in the NFL, you have a bad game that day. That's it. You see you next season for the postseason. The fact that you have all that, the physical toll, the injuries that people sustain. And him being able to get to 10 Super Bowls and still playing at an elite level at 43 and uh, is unmatched in all of sports. Yeah. All of them. Guess what? What the the best part about it? This is why the NFL is above none one of the top sports out there. Just think about this. He has been in 10 Super Bowls, countless AFC championship games, you know, and this dude was picked in a seventh round. Yeah. Seventh round. Yep. And was a backup at Michigan. Yep. Backup at Michigan. It, when you watch his 40, you don't know if he's running a 40 or he's like taking a, 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 a nap on the field, bro. Like he, oh my gosh, just not your not a specimen whatsoever. Not even for a hunter. No. You know, and here's this dude comes in after someone like the, the original quarterback gets hurt, but Bledsoe. And wins them a Super Bowl, like like who like throw? It's His him. Sixth. Kurt Warner is the crazy story as well. Supermarket dude get two Super Bowls with two different teams, but Brady, throw. Yeah, you, yeah, gotta, I mean, you gotta give him his due. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you people talk about LeBron being to 10, 11 Super Bowl uh, championships uh, or NBA finals, you know, which is yeah, it, which sure. is an amazing accomplishment. But as far as GOAT quarterback stand, standpoint, like Tom Brady is the GOAT quarterback. And as far as best player of all time, you pretty much have to give him that too. Even though, you know, even if you look at like Jerry Rice, you know, because of what he did in that time, in that era, but he still had hall of fame quarterbacks throwing to him like this like what brady does like everything that you said is it, it, it's amazing and it, as far as if you want to go to goat of all goats like uh like the the the, the mount rushmore of, of the greatest of all time across all sports he's got to be in the conversation like yeah in between you know ali uh jordan brady like it's got to be in, in in somewhere in those for two years yeah, and, and and the thing about it is he's not done. He still has at least a year or two left. It's just That's crazy. What I'm saying. Like, I mean, come on, man. Like, you know, you got this. I don't know. Um, yeah, and, 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 you know, we might get into, like I said, like I said, I have some questions about this whole TB12 health thing. You know, I, I got some, you know, but at the end of, even at the end of the day with that, like, he's still got to perform. Like, he's still, yeah. still got to make the throws. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Um, but uh, and then, you know, as far as Rogers, I mean, he's he's amazing. Um, like I said, one of the greatest talents. But, uh, you know, I don't know. You can't you, you can't throw out goat no more um, after this past relationship after this past uh, Sunday. Yeah. Um, you can't. You, you, still I mean, great. But yeah, still great. You can't, yeah. you know, because it was it, it would be one thing if they went out there and the defense just 
just got no turnovers, just didn't do anything, got blown out from 28 to 10, and then it got worse as the game went on, and they were losing like 35 to 10 or something. And they weren't giving Ch- Aaron chances, but they gave him those chances. And, uh, you know, I mean, he he didn't he 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 didn't he didn't capitalize. Um, so but hey, man, I'll, uh, w- I'll take running the north until he decides to get traded somewhere else, because <laughs> I think I, I don't think he'll be in Green Bay uh, for the rest of his career. I think that, you know, next year, if we uh, lose in the playoffs, uh, we'll probably go ahead and trade him um, at that point, uh, just because, you know, I, I think that. You know, at that point, the organization is probably going to be ready to move on and get some value, you know, for him and stuff like that. So and uh, it'll be a business decision. I don't think it's because he's, you know, doesn't have anything left in the tank. But, um, you know, I think after next year, if we don't win a Super Bowl, um, you know, I think it's Aaron. Aaron's done everything he could for Green Bay, honestly, um, up to this point. You know, uh, he's kept us relevant single handedly for the last decade. Uh, you know, it, even throughout the throughout the crazy times with his injuries, he's still been able to come back the following year and, and we make a little run. Um, so I don't think I mean, I think that he's the best quarterback we've ever had, uh, you know, as far as I mean, obviously, Brett Favre is there, but I think Aaron is definitely the best quarterback we ever had. And, uh, you know, we'll miss him and it's going to be uh, some dark times ahead uh, once he leaves. <laughs> yeah, bro, he missed out at. He's probably worried uh, that he missed out on making uh, State Farm the Super Bowl sponsor. Right. You know, I think that would have been classic. You know, Aaron and him, uh, Mahomes being in there and with State Farm, I thought that would have been great. Yeah, that would have been but cool. Definitely would have been cool. So we're going to switch over gears to the uh, – oh, before we get into it, uh, and I'm probably going to jump away for a couple seconds. You guys can talk about it, but – um, Super Bowl picks before we jump over to the next segment. I'm gonna start with E Tampa Bay versus Kansas City. And uh, I said I'm gonna step away for like about two seconds, uh, but go down. Um, and then I'll come back to it in a second. But kind of give me who you think and why uh, they're gonna win and uh, what kind of game you're expected for. Reason we're gonna do it now is because I don't think there's gonna in two weeks, not much is gonna really change. I think we you really know what both teams bring. Um, yeah. I think you'll just you'll you'll talk yourself out of something, but I think go with what you feel right now. So start with E, we'll go to Desmond, we'll end in uh, we'll go to Shep, and then I'll I'll be back before then. So uh, but go ahead with that. E start start us off. Who do you got and why? All right. Um I got Tampa Bay winning uh, because I'm not counting out Brady again. I'm just not doing it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm just not doing it. So, you know, um, but listen, defensively for Tampa Bay, uh, I think they're going to give Kansas City all they can handle, uh, you know, when it comes to the the way they hit, um, that they can get some pressure. Mahomes, people ain't talking about this, but Mahomes is without two of his two of his best linemen uh, in this game. Uh, They can get some pressure up front with Shaq Barrett and, and JPP. And they can, you know, Devin White is a very good coverage linebacker. That man plays out of his mind, sideline to sideline. Um, they're going to need some more help from their running game. So they're going to need a layer to, to get busy, um, you know, because I don't think that they're going to have a lot of those wide open guys like they had against Buffalo, against Tampa. And, um, you know, I, I think that they'll – they'll have a better rushing attack Tampa will uh, against Kansas city. I think they won't have another bad rushing game 
And um, if they're able to do that, control the clock, kind of keep Mahomes off the field, be a little bit more methodical with their drives, uh, it's going to be, I think Tampa wins, and I I think they win by seven. Wow. Decided not to bet against Brady this time, huh? Nope, not doing it ever again. (laughs) (laughs) No, I uh, I feel that 100%, and that's why I'm picking Tampa Bay as well. I think, uh, you know, all this – all this go talk that we're talking about with saying Braves to go already. I think he really gonna submit this with the final stat with putting yeah. Tampa Bay over the hump and winning the Super Bowl this year. You know, this is like Big Brother Goat versus Little Brother Goat. I think Big Big Brother Goat still got something left to prove, and I think he's gonna show why he's still the goat of all goats before yep. before Mahomes really try to challenge that mantle. I think Tampa Bay's defense is gonna really be a lot for Mahomes on a bum foot, if I'm not mistaken. He still got yeah. his foot, foot still not 100%. He could still scramble a little bit, but um, I think Tampa Bay with, with Todd Bowles on that side, um, they're going to put together a scheme to try to really hold Mahomes and really hold uh, Hill uh, and uh, try to you know limit the damage that uh, that Travis Kelsey can do to them. So uh, I'm going to pick Tampa Bay. It's going to be a game-winning drive by Tom Brady. As his previous six uh, Super Bowls were, by the way, they were all mm-hmm. game-winning drives. He had mm-hmm. to drive down and score. All six of them. All right, so Dez got Tampa Bay. E, who you got Tampa Bay as well? Yeah, I picked yeah. Tampa Bay. Yep. Shep, who you got? Well, it's a conundrum. I mean, out of the whole league, the two – two quarterbacks that I would not bet against are playing against each other, you know? So uh, it's a difficult one, but uh, I'm going to go Kansas city on this one, you know, and what stands out to me in this matchup is you got Byron Leftwich against Eric B as offensive coordinators of some high power offenses. Like that's amazing. And then you got Todd Bowles in there, you know, like, like, representing in the Super Bowl, you know, which is it's out of this world. But uh reason we'll go with Kansas City. Uh Eric Bienemy has seen and and I don't know who the coordinator is. Is it Sp- Spagnola for uh Kansas yeah, City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's played Brady, you know, pretty good. Like uh they didn't play last year in the playoffs. But the year before, the year before that was the D Ford offside, yep. Right. They should have had that game. You know what I mean? So um, I think Kansas City will get a jump on them. I think the receivers will still get – find their open looks. Uh, you got Bell back, uh, you know, and uh, Hill. I think he'll be all over the place. And the way they picked up that uh, – um, what's his name? That other receiver uh, from after making that fumble. Hardman? Uh, yeah. McCall Hardman? Yeah. 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 I think he'll be a, he'll be a big really factor. I him. Yeah, <laughs> I really when he was coming out of college, I was like, please figure out a way to get Nicole Harmon, and they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think but. him, and I think they'll have that running game. Uh, you know, a little. I think they'll have it going not over the top, but more effective than you would think. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Kansas City, uh, last minute drive as well. But uh, I think they stop Brady and they win by four. Yeah. Okay. I um 
I am going to join Shep. I'm picking Kansas City. I just think that the high-powered offense, I think that's going to be too much for even um, – for even Todd Bowles, I mean that's, that 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 Kansas City team, like I said, they remind they are the Golden State Warriors of football. Um, too much speed, too much. You, you try to shut down one, you can't you can't shut them down. Like there's there, Mahomes had so many options and so many good options, and they scheme so well. Um, you throw that in um, again with Spagnola being the defensive coordinator, knowing how to play against Brady. Um, I tell you what, Brady can't, that team can't, if Brady turns the ball over twice against Kansas City, it's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> you, just can't, you just can't do that. So yeah. I think that the Kansas City's just going to uh, figure it out. I think you're, uh, this is the goat versus the kid, which is a baby goat. Um, and I think the kids, I'm going to give it to the kid, um, Patrick Mahomes. I think he's, he is coming for, if health permits, I think he's coming for, He's going to be the challenge to the throne, um, in, a, in a lot in a lot of ways. He is the if 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 Brady is Jordan, then Mahomes might be LeBron. Yeah, you know what I mean, and I think that's um, I'm going. I'm not betting against Mahomes um, with these many weapons and and with like I said, and and let's, and let's also too give a shout out to the fact that AB and Le'Veon Bell, who were problem childs in Pittsburgh are playing in the Super Bowl and Big Ben isn't. Like, like that's just, just funny how the league works, right? Congrats. Yeah, congrats. You just, congrats all kids out there. You just yeah. goes to show. You just cry, bitch, and moan, and you get to Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. So we got a squad divided, which is kind of cool. So that's uh, – hey, I got one more prediction. Oh, you know, let me, let me, before you do that, let me give you my quick prediction. I think okay. that Brady's going to – the game's going to be close as well. Like, I think Kansas City's going to be up, and then Tampa Bay's going to make a comeback, and then Tampa's going to have a chance to, like, drive toward the end of the game, like three minutes or so. Um, uh, three minutes or so to, like, you know, get, try to win the game, and I think Brady's going to turn the ball over, and that's how Kansas City's going to win. That's my prediction. All right, all right. Chef, what, what was your prediction? What was your what was your thought? So here's my prediction. And they already messed it up, so it may yeah, not even yes. come true. But this is what's going to happen. The winner of this Super Bowl, the offensive coordinator, is going to go to Houston as a head coach. And, the, and uh, what's, what happened? Oh. No, you're good. Keep talking. Yeah. Okay. Sure, they're going to go to the head. They're going to go to Houston as a head coach, and Deshaun Watson is not going anywhere. Ooh. Mm. I I mm. heard I heard Deshaun. No matter who comes there, he's out. Um, I've heard that okay. from some, some se- several league uh, sources. That's yeah, I've been hearing that. But uh, I mean, we we'll, if you we'll get, get Byron Leftwich, we'll get Byron Leftwich as a Super Bowl winner, or Eric Bieniemy who will finally get a chance to actually sit down, think about it, if he wants to be interviewed by Houston or not. I just know, I think they did mess that up. I think they messed up with the enemy, but I think he's still, you know, with at least sit there and think, because that's the only head coach opening left. So. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, that's the Deshaun Watson thing. We'll, we'll probably, I'm going to put that on the on the docket for next week because we're, we're going to be light football. So we need something to fill in the, the, uh, the A topic, but yeah, um, we'll get into you know, the Deshaun Watson dilemma, what, what would you give up to get him? Um, I, Everything. 
yeah and i agree yeah, um, bro, just just spoiler it. spoiler alert yes everything um all right, and then where do we think he's going to go? But I don't, I just think of all the quarterbacks who are out there. I know Matt Stanford, uh, uh, it's not Stanford, Stafford, Stafford is, yeah. is going to be out as well, but uh, out of Detroit. Uh, but I just, I don't think, I don't think that because Houston is a dumpster fire of an organization, period. And we can get into yeah. it next week. Uh, but I don't, I just don't see him. I honestly see him going to either Carolina or Miami. Um, but we'll, we can get into that next week, uh, and that'll be uh, a subject. I'm writing. I'm even writing it down because I want to uh, make sure we get into that. Um, oh man! Yeah, but no, we'll, we'll. I can't win. What? Thank you, Mark. I can't win. Why? Best I can do is tie our with the picks. Oh yeah, so I can't. I'm I'm writing stuff down. Uh, Des, take over. Uh, go. I, I see. We see the the picks, but. Uh, who's winning overall and and picks predicted and um what what are, um you know kind of kind of walk us through what you're what you're sharing with the with the audience and with the crew today? Oh, uh, I didn't even tell you, yeah, but just by first glance, I think uh, I think Mark and E are tied. Not shocking. Uh, it's, it's a me and uh, E show. Damn it, we supposed uh, to. No, Mark I think Mark's up. leading. I think Mark's, Mark's up leading. by one. Yeah. Ooh, so Mark is up, Mark's up by one. Coming down, you've only missed three. Sean's missed four. I've missed four. Des, you've missed five. Yeah, so you'll need to miss stay at five. So, Des, you're out. Harrison, you are in as a tie with me, but you need Mark to lose. You need Tampa Bay to win. And then yeah, you'll if, I, if Tampa Bay wins, the most I can do is tie Mark. Right. Yeah. And, and honestly, honestly, I would probably give you the win on the tiebreaker goes to the winner of the Super Bowl. I mean, I think that's just fair, regardless of yeah. that. So, so, even so okay. yeah, it's going to be either E or Mark that wins it. Okay. Let's go, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. The real number 12. Oh, if Mark, if, uh, if the Chiefs win, Mark will still be at three. So, yeah, I'm not even in the real twelve. Ow. No, just kidding. That's shots fired. I know he's playing, but dang. Oh wow. I wish I had <laughs> I wish I had the opportunity to say something like that. <laughs> uh, oh my I'm, gosh. You can get any of free agent. Um <laughs> anyway. I'm just kidding, Aaron, bro. Don't leave, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Aaron is like <laughs> don't go, man. That man ain't going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah, he's yeah. like Nick Saban. Why? Why go anywhere else? <laughs> hey, this is look. This is the best situation, bro. Like, where else you gonna go? Where you gonna go? You gonna go to the Rams? You gonna go to the Niners? You gonna go to the Colts? Where you gonna go? Nowhere. I mean, he would ask to be released and go to the Bears just to spite them. But that's the only <laughs> other spot I can see him doing. Oh, that was my that was my dream scenario. I know that's a way far fetched, but that's not gonna happen. Yeah, so you think he he's frustrated like, with these dudes, right? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Him and Nagy will not get along, bro. I swear, because Aaron will be like, "Nah, bro, this this ain't it, dog." This is why I beat you every year, mother. <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> this is what y'all been doing in here? Aaron Rodgers turns into Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> like he's like, yes, y'all deserve it. I, I, I hope you burn in hell. Like that's what Aaron Rodgers. All this that y'all got up in here. Is why y'all never win. 
Right. For real. Horrible yeah. relationship. So, oh my God. Anyway, switching gears and um, talking, speaking from championships, we're going to sp- speak about. Uh, speaking of goats. Goats, we're going to get into this. Yeah, because you got to get set to move, right? God dog it. What? I'll play it. No, no, I got it. Too late. No. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Episode one. Yes, Episode two in time permits of the last dance. Let's just let's just combine them. Yeah, we'll come overall. Back. Overall, overall, uh overall it synopsis. Good. Feels good. Oh. Now the Chicago Bulls. Do they still play there? Yes. They still play. There. The phenomenal. Oh, wow. Phenomenal. Got to change the song. <laughs> they got to change but, it. <laughs> yeah. Right now it's just wishful thinking. Yeah. <laughs> they got to change it. Man. Is he coming out? Is he coming out? No, he's still not. Nope. He's still not coming out. Uh, oh, he's retired. <laughs> When are they going to uh, say at guard oh, from North Carolina? When are they going right. to say at guard from North Carolina at 6'6"? So, uh, if you're familiar with that music, that's the uh, the last dance music. And uh, it, it's, it, it was a, a, phenomenal, a phenomenon last year uh, during the, the height of COVID. Um, it was must-see TV. Uh, and we're doing a review of it to give our thoughts of it. Um, I want to start off with um, a couple quick things. That I, cause I'm just going to go ahead and just go ahead and say it. Uh, yeah. Because uh, it needs to be said. First of all, uh, and I got like my notes on these on the first episodes is ridiculous. I got literally four pages of notes because it, I, I was like, it's, it was like I was so indoctrinated. I don't want to miss anything. Right. Yeah. But first of all, all I'm going to say is from episode one, even to the final episode, but particularly these first two episodes, really, they set the tone with the soundtrack. The soundtrack of the is off. Crazy. Oh my gosh, it was perfect. And it, and it, what was cool about it, because I heard, um, I don't know if it was Jalen and Jacoby or if it was on the Lawrence Home Show, but they're talking to the, the, the music producer of The Last Dance. And he was trying to take songs from that, just particularly songs from that era. And really, when he talked about like, uh, we episode one and episode two with, with with MJ really, like the song like I'm bad or like or, or right against Boston. Like it had yeah. to be it had to be a song during that time and that year to really captivate the 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 moment. I thought that was a genius move, but just from the intro, like how how they just kind of started the show with with been around the been world. around the world oh my gosh it, yeah it, it, it the whole the whole 10 episodes is nothing but a time capsule it took me back to 97 you know what i'm saying like graduating high school going to college hanging out with chef like just being a being in the city you feeling the energy around the city even though we knew some of the stuff that was going on that we knew some of the stuff that was going on with the organization but we still knew eh it's Mike. As long as Mike's playing, we gonna win a championship. Like there was no, no social way. media. Yeah, there was no social media. We just so it was just we had no way in. We had sports radio and newspaper. That was our medium right there. In now, fact, the guy, what's his, what was his name? He's in there. The uh, the uh, the writer. He was talking 
Oh, Sam Smith? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, like that was it. Like, that was where you were getting your, 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 um, you know, your bull stuff. And like I said, that was the, for me, it was the, the, the height of the, not the height of the score, but like the score coming into its, its own as a, as a sports radio station. Um, all the stuff between the Bears and it was Bears and Bulls and White Sox and Cubs were talking about, but it was always bull, Bears and Bulls and really the Bulls at that time. And it was just, Again, like the first episode to me, I, I had a couple things down. The, um, the intro, particularly for the first episode, was great. Um, the, um, the, the coming right off, I like how the three peats and how the they they, talk, they started with the three peats to kind of give like a quick. So yeah, here we won the three. Then Mike left, came back, and then you had the intro for what was going on right at the fifth at the fifth season or at the end of the fifth championship with Michael Wilbon and J.A. Adande kind of setting the scene. Like they were our narrators. They were our, our voice to what we were about to embark on. And it made us feel like we were watching it unfold on TV, even though we already know what happened, right? But we how they did it, how it was cut, how to, they use all that raw footage, it made it seem like we were looking at it firsthand and mm-hmm. not knowing what to expect. Um but let me – I really want to leave – like, me and Shep, we lived it. I really want to get the young cat's perspective on it as far as the first and second episode. Um, if you want to go first, you know, talk about the first episode first and then the second episode, great. If not, just, just tell me. But, like, Dez and Keith, what was your guys' thoughts on kind of – because you guys were young bucks. Like, you guys were dead. <clears throat> Just cut out. Your mic, your mic cut out. You were like four or five. Like Des, you were like four or five. E, you were like. Uh, I was. Uh, I was uh, that 97, 98 season. Um, I was seven. Yeah. So you guys were young. So looking back yeah. at it from your guys' perspective, how how did you guys? How did it make you feel? And what did you learn? From the first two episodes, like, um, like, give me your take on that first episode. But what did you learn about the Bulls, whether it be this time watching it, or what, or or, or when you originally watched it, what 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 caught your eye? What what did you learn, and what did you like and love and about the show? Yeah, uh, you got it, Des. Yeah. So, uh, just when when the Last Dance was just rolling out for the first time. And it was much watched TV during a midst of the you know worst possible time with how you know everything was hitting hard with COVID at the time and everything was shutting down and don't have sports. So you know, first of all, this, this dropped at the perfect time and in, in history. On top of that, uh, so what I've learned from it, I think overall it was amazing. I love watching it. You always heard, always remember, you know, hearing dad and hearing my brother talking so much about Jordan and to be able to. Walk, watch and learn some of the backstory about Jordan uh, was definitely dope, especially because I did my research on Jordan, just to, you know, learn uh, how, uh, who he is and how much of a big star he is. Uh, But just watching all that, man, it just made, you know, it made, um, it made me, it made me uh, like hurt by much. It made me, it made the Rose era of Chicago Bulls that much more painful for me because you know, everyone had attachment to Jordan and stuff. I had an attachment to Jordan, but I didn't grow up watching Jordan like the way they did, you know, and I 
could have had that same reality with Rose because I've you know I heard about Rose coming in and wanting to uh, I see him grow up as you know not grow up but you know see him like people talk about Chicago Mary like yo this is gonna be the next star next star you know and then for him to come home in Chicago and have the tragic end it just made that story hurt even that much so even that much more because I'm more tied to that version of Chicago Bulls than I am the Jordan era Chicago Bulls but with that being said you know um Man, Jordan's—he set the—he set the the standards, man. Without Jordan, there is no Kobe, you know. And um, there are so many different things that he did for the league during the time. I was looking at that that white, black, and red jumpsuit suit that they had. Like that boy was cold, flooded. I still, I'm, oh, I'm at the, yeah, the warm ups yeah, are cold. Yeah, find those, bro. Well, I I definitely got to go in the hunt for those. I saw those, like, <laughs> yo, I. Definitely one of them. I think we had one growing up. I think we had one growing up, but I think we gave it away to Goodwill. So I'm going to have to go track that down. But no. Nah. <laughs> that, thing, that thing on eBay for 20000 bro. Probably right. Right. Probably I got so. my receipt. Can I get that back, Goodwill? I, Man. I, I brought it here. <laughs> it's not my far grew out of it, okay? Uh, <laughs> but uh, just the... Uh, uh, people always uh, talk about how one person can't change a culture, one person can't change culture, and then you just say the word Michael Jordan, and that person changed the world. Not just the culture, yeah. the world. And, um, you know, uh, I think about just the the all the people that couldn't ring, win rings because of him. You know, all the the, the legacy. He ordered, like, picture, picture the NBA without, without Jordan during that time. Well, they did. They had two years without him. You know, yeah. and, and that's how Olajuwon got got his yeah, status. Yeah. And, and honestly, and I'm gonna say something kind of controversial real quick. I don't think even if Mike, because if you remember, and they're, and they're gonna go into it, right? But because how tired he was coming off the original three P and the scrutiny because of all the gambling stuff, I don't think if Mike goes up against Akeem Akeem Olajuwon at, at, at his at his height, because that was prime Elijah Wan. That prime Elijah Wan shot down, shut down Shaq pretty much right as he was starting to enter into his dominance, right? I don't think those Bulls teams would have beat, would have won those two championships. One of those two championships, maybe not the first year, but the second year when Houston had Elijah Wan, they had all the, the same people, Robert Ory, Kenny Smith. Maxwell. Maxwell, all of them, and then they added Clyde. I don't think the Bulls beat that team. I don't. Yeah, I'm just gonna be flat out honest. And I and, and it's, would have been awesome to see though. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, it would have been great to see. Because again, the one thing that Mike talked about, he talked about it, and I'm, I'm gonna get back to Des and then get back to E here in a second. But the one thing that he talked about, and I think it was episode two, was the how he felt that they were there was such. It was actually no, it was episode one. It was the disrespect of them not being able to, they should be able to become back until they lose. Yeah. Like that was, that was in his DNA. And yep. the, the fact that they never really got a chance to go out, cause that's how it was like, like magic and them, their run came ended when he, when, when they when it came up to the Pistons, right? And then the Pistons run ended when they when Jordan and finally overcame them. 
And that, you know, he is it's a rite of the passage from the from that era to the next era. And and Michael's kind of was kind of robbed of that. All yeah. because and, and what what drives me crazy. Well, hey, remember, it wasn't the Pistons didn't necessarily end the Lakers run. Well, Jordan ended that. Okay, so uh, yes, because I mean they still went back. The the Lakers still went back the next year against the Bulls. Yeah, but that was to me. If you look at that Lakers team, that was an older Lakers team. Like and worthy was and worthy worthy wasn't worthy in that series. Like he was he was hobbled. But what I'm but I I, and I'm not I'm not taking I'm not you're right. I'm not going to necessarily argue the point because I think it's splitting atoms, but. What I'm saying is, you know, it was always the Celtics and the right Lakers for, for, for years. And then the Pistons got their shot. Cause they, cause remember the Pistons did something that neither the Lakers nor the Celtics did during that, during that run was they went back to back. Yeah. Yeah. And Jordan and, and Jordan stopped them from getting, cause they were trying to do a three P and then, you know, bulls yeah. had finally matured enough to shut that down. Yeah. So, and yeah, and I mean that was definitely in my notes too to talk about how I really wish that that team, just the whole Jordan era, era was able to stay together until they started losing, you know, um, just because I would would like to be able to, um, I like to try not to leave what ifs on the table, right? You know? And you know, I rather not leave that one of the the what ifs on the table. Uh, I think also like Jordan, one thing that Jordan wanted to accomplish with, with the Chicago as a franchise, talk about city has never won. You know, we talk about an era where Chicago, like basketball, wasn't the, the main main thing in the town. It was it was football. If you lived on the south side, it was the White Sox. If you lived on the north side, it was the Cubs. And how Jordan wanted to take the Chicago Bulls and put on a level that rivals the Lakers, the Celtics, the 76ers. and he did that and more. Now, since then, you know, it makes me sad. I'd be like, I'm starting to think like, yo, how many stars has Chicago really had since Jordan? And I'm like, he, Mark, Mark said too, I, I could, I, I think of what, you talk about Jimmy and, and Butler? I mean, I mean D-Rose? Jimmy and D-Rose. Yeah, and you, and how short, and that took 20 years to get to <laughs> when you think about it. And that, and that makes me so sad. That makes me, uh, like I said, it makes me so sad. You you experience like greatness right as a child, and then you kind of hold on to that over the next twenty, going on thirty years now. You know, I haven't even smithed a, a finals in almost thirty years. Right. And, that and, quote. That quote that he came out with that he talked about. We said, "There's no guarantee about rebuilding." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that that Cubs what. Cubs and Billings for 42 years. years. Yeah. That quote, even though he was joking, he was right. But that is pretty much is the like if you can bring Keenan Ivory Wayans back to pop in and go message, like that is <laughs> that's exactly what what the whole really the last answer is about. Yeah. Is they again going back to the whole thing, they never got a chance to go out as champions should. It was yeah. ego that and I blame you know as much as I blame Jerry Krause honestly to me re-watching this again I have to put the blame on Jerry Reinsdorf mm-hmm. because of the fact of the matter is even from a business standpoint championships even though you had to spend out a lot of money championships you you have a team that people want to see is going to bring you in money 
They're still cashing checks. They're still cashing checks. So what if you could have extended out that period and, and you have to be the one that comes in and say, listen, Kraus, I, I, like, it, it's like Jerry knew, and, and this is Jerry Reinsworth's MO. Even if you look at what happened with the White Sox with Ozzie and Kenny. It's like Jerry knew the friction, but he didn't have the the wavos, the balls to come in and say, I know you're the general manager and I hired you to the job, but we have literally the greatest player of all time. And if he doesn't want to coach without Phil Jackson, you make it work. You gotta, you guys gotta come to a come to some type of agreement like that. Like as uh, an owner, he had that conversation though. He can't. No, he had the conversation of bringing him back for the one year. Uh, right. After the fifth year, but I, I would not. I would have not let Kraus have the authority to say, "Hey, this is your last year." By the way, yeah, okay, you got your money, but hey, this is the last year. As an owner, if I have to come down and do your job, you're not going to sit and dictate to me who's coming back and who's not. I'm the owner. Yeah, I have Michael Jordan as the greatest player. I need to keep Jerry Kraus. Or do you keep Jordan? Like it, it, yeah. it came down to, and if you look at if you look at how that played out, even it was ninety seven in two thousand six, two thousand seven with the White Sox, it was the same damn thing. Like he had to make a choice between the general manager Kenny Williams or Ozzie Guillen, and he chose the general manager. When you should be looking at the team, you want to get as many bites as apple, and he's doing, and he's been chasing that ever since. Like on, on both fronts, baseball and basketball. Yep. Yeah. That's that's like the biggest takeaway for me. Like, it, it, like there's been some dope things, but Jerry had to come in and give Phil that that money, and then he just kind of then kind of like backed off like that. That to me, like, and Kraus again, Jerry Kraus is some really he had to have some foresight, foresight, right? But for the fact of the matter, like he had such a Napoleon complex, like. You are gonna get your shine if if the product if they win we all win but he he couldn't he couldn't deal with everyone, the the spotlight being on Phil and Michael and Scotty right he had to get like like he uh, I think Jerry said something about like he cared he um he because he's always a pudgy little kid he didn't he he loved people that didn't love him back well. You know, like, and that carried over, and that was his fatal flaw. That, yeah, that, but I mean, he was able to build. He built that team. That's what. That's what's so confusing. He had the ability to build that championship team twice. You know, the additions he, the the early draft picks he did, the early trades he did, the trade of Charles Oakley. I remember when they traded Charles Oakley. Was I was team. like, who is this? Bill, Bill, what? Bill Cartwright was oh. it was was toward the end of his career. Right, I'm like, ain't, ain't he walking on on uh, crutches or something? Yeah, you know. But that was a piece to help to get them over that hump. Like the Scotty you know? trade, the Oman Pomneys. Like people didn't know who Scotty Pippen was. Like they still like, oh, he's raw. Like you know, like it. And I bet Seattle thought they were getting away with a pick. Oh, absolutely. They were like, like oh, oh, you want us to pick? Oh, see. Scotty, who's Pippen? All right, and you gonna give? Okay, bet we'll do that for you. Yeah, so it's crazy. It's absolutely <laughs> all right. Des, Des, come back. Uh, I'm gonna give you back to uh, before I throw it to E. What other things like? What are your favorite quotes that or something that that popped off? Uh, um, 
that you really like, dang, like that was cold blooded or something that, or, or, or a quote or a line or what else kind of had you like, just kind of immersed into the, into those first two episodes. Yeah, I got I got a couple things, but uh, but before I get to one of the things, I'm eventually toss it. You know, I'm like definitely eat chime in before I get into the, that one thing. But one thing for sure that uh, that's so loud to me and always rings rings true to this day is just your work ethic, man. Like you know, Jordan was the wasn't the the greatest when he came in, but he worked to be the greatest. And uh, that's one thing that you can always control every day of your life is just your, your work ethic. So. That's one thing that always stuck out to me, and, uh, and uh, you know, I take hold of to today. Yeah, unmatched work. Yeah, and that yeah. work and that work ethic was born out of the fact that he wanted attention from his father. That hit different for me. Yeah, that hit yeah. that. I don't know why yeah. it really hit different for me. Obviously, yeah. dad, like just really kind of thinking like he was he was begging for his father's attention. So because of that, from his brother, from yeah, from a competitive from, brother. Yeah. Yeah, so he took that and was like, and that just birthed almost a psychotic nature as far as his. As far, you know, I did. As That's far exactly as, what happened. Yeah, you know, uh, very uh, manic. <laughs> yeah, it's competitiveness. So, like, yeah, like, like, you know, James Jordan, for all intents and purposes, called MJ a bitch. <laughs> like, on the, like that was what was crazy. Like, oh, you went, boy, you ain't nothing good. Now go into what's your kitchen with your mama. In those days, <laughs> going in your kitchen with your mama, yeah. In the it, that was like, yeah, you a little, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's it, exactly it, it what was he was like called. a little emasculating, especially when it comes to like southern culture, especially um, coming from line father, of, like your father, uncles, yeah. yeah, your uncles, your you know, you can they can they can mess with you a little bit, but your father, oh no, oh no. No, no, no. So, E, um, throwing it over to you real quick, and then I'm gonna jump and I'm gonna give it to Chef, and then come bounce back to Dez. What was your takeaway from the first uh, two episodes? Um, uh, well, first of all, man, uh, just going into you know, just kind of like how what you can take from this and uh, apply it to life is uh, vision, right? Um, having a clear cut vision of what you want to do and uh, goals and making them lofty. Right. Uh, listen, when you say you come in the league as a rookie, you say you want to be take a level, uh, a team that is very unknown. Matter of fact, the Bulls, probably they probably would have cut, moved them somewhere else <laughs> had they not been, you know, had they not did a dramatic turnaround. But for you to come into a very struggling franchise and say, I want to be at the same level as the Celtics and the Lakers, that's lofty because those are two of the most historic, most storied franchises in league history to this day. Uh, one has 16. The other one has, uh, oh no, they both, one has 17 now. And then uh, the other one has 18. Right. Uh, so those are just, you know, crazy, crazy championship numbers. And uh, for him to want, so when you have vision, and you have the work ethic, like Des said, to come in and, and do that. Uh, it gives you chills, man, because, you know, from day one, uh, he had a perfect plan or he had a plan to execute. And he only did what he could control. And that's himself and work his ass off uh, because you can't control that. You cannot control how big you are, how strong you are, but you definitely can control uh, how hard you work. So uh, that's definitely something that I took away from a young Mike. Uh, coming up, but going to a young E, uh, me being, you know, uh, eight years old uh, or seven, eight years old during that time, uh, I didn't, I don't even remember the regular season, <laughs> you know, uh, because I wasn't really into into sports, but, 
it did take me back. Uh, I actually, you know, just watching those those highlights and watching those championships and everything like that. Uh, it put me right back into that little kid in, in that living room. I'm in the TV room uh, with my pops and, you know, him yelling at the TV. Uh, I was it got to a point to where, you know, I can smell my house from Chicago um, you know, I can feel the air from the window that was in front of our TV that uh, didn't have a very good sill on it. And I could still feel that colder air come in uh, or that warm air when it was the finals. And you know what I'm saying? Uh, it just really, really put me back there and just a heavy dose of nostalgia. So even though I wasn't able to grow up with Mike, um, you know, I grew up around that legacy and you know my dad was was really huge i mean he was he really loved scotty uh but but mike was his, you know which we'll talk definitely talking yeah. about scotty. um you know mike was his boy too and you know just kind of reliving all that and and it, it makes you be a bulls fan you kind of forget that the bulls are kind of irrelevant uh, at this point, you know, matter of fact, I kind of felt like we won championships again because of just how many people was talking about, you know, the Bulls and how dominant we were in the 90s. And, you know, it just kind of gives you a sense of pride, even though you weren't able to really, really witness it like we do witness with LeBron and everybody like that. And from a Bulls fan, you know, me and, you know, me and uh, Dez honestly being the D Rose era guys, um, you know, just us coming up. Um, but, uh, you know, when it when it comes to the first two episodes, uh, I'm a documentary guy. I think it was amazingly done. Uh, I was going to touch on the soundtrack, but you touched on it uh, when they played. Um, I know joke uh, with Eric B and Rakim uh, when he was coming into that rookie season. And, you know, that when they showed that turnaround, like they were like, well, he just a rookie, you know, or when they were like oh, we're down by this one, we'll get the next one, uh, you know, and, and he was like, well, no, there's still time in this game, and the way that he came in and take over, um, knowing that he wasn't bullshitting, so at that point, you know, that was the perfect song to play at that point, because of just, you know, just, just how crazy it went, and how he just kind of took that team by storm, and everybody just kind of followed suit at that point, so um, you know, shout out, shout out again to the, to the producer of that documentary. Um, and there will never, I mean, I don't know if there was social media back then, uh, Jordan would have way, definitely been way bigger than LeBron. Uh, honestly, I mean, Jordan was just how famous he was. It, it's just ridiculous. It's up there with Muhammad Ali. I think those two are the most decorated sports figures of all time, just as far as like fame and how big they were uh, globally. Um, you know, cause once they did the Olympics in, in 92 and, and that's when everybody in the world saw Jordan. Um, it, it was just crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? Just, just really crazy to be, you know, I'm sure to, to live through. Um, but, and then, you know, just going to the second episode, where they're talking about Scotty and his contract, right? And, you know, things like that. And I kind of wanted to touch on that um, because when you're in a position of, and your family is in a position of some type of poverty or, you know, you grow up hard, your dad and your brother in wheelchairs. Which is you know, crazy. Think about yeah. that. You're at a young, 11, by 11 years old, he had two, he had probably the most, it was the second or third oldest and his dad. Yeah, wheelchairs in the house. Twelve kids, yeah. right? Yeah, they had twelve kids. Twelve kids. First of all, first and foremost, that's cr that's crazy alone. Yeah, and somebody says even the word million in it, you know, 
uh, that you're going to be receiving over an X amount of years as a young kid I, or somebody that really wants to, you know, that plan to get to an NBA uh, as one of the thing means to take care of his family. I can see, you know, maybe a young Harrison or somebody taking that, you know, if, if I have these circumstances at home, taking that contract, regardless of anything, me personally, you Absolutely. know, um, I mean, people want to knock Scotty uh, about the, you know, about the contract and, and, you know, about how he acted and everything like that. Um, but a young Scotty, I mean, I don't, I definitely don't fault him for that. Uh, what I do kind of fault him for just kind of at the end of the day, I mean, you know, you did agree to that. Um, you kind of, you know, you were kind of advised against that contract. You know what I'm saying? Um, just to be in a longer term deal. And, you know, you kind of didn't bet on yourself so much. Uh, you know, I, at the end of the day, like, you know, you, you got to get surgery and then, you know, play in the upcoming season when, when you're ready. And people are saying that, well, Jordan kind of threw him under the bus. Well, no, Jordan just kept it on hundred. Hey man, you know, yeah. I need Scotty with me. I, I'm ch- like, regardless of what goes on in the front office, I'm here to win ball games. I want my best guys on the court with me to give me the best chance to do so. So I'm not knocking Jordan for talking about, well, I was pissed at Scotty because as a competitor, of course you are. You know what I'm saying? Because you want to, you know, you want to come in, get in a hot start and make this thing go and go through the season and then get your sixth championship. And the way that the way that Scotty handled it could have been better, but he did. I mean, he did eventually become probably the second best player in the league at the time or third. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Here, here's the thing about that. And, and Shep, I'm going to throw it over to you because I, I know you, I want to really rely on your on your memory with that. The thing about it is. And I hear you what you're saying. What, what I, I see both sides. So you have Michael saying Scotty was selfish, but you have Phil saying, I understand it because the right. one, the one thing that like kind of looking at it from, you know, Mike wasn't, a, wasn't part of trade talks, but Scotty was like mm-hmm. that whole trade. There was a, there was a talk of a trade Scotty going to Seattle for, I thought he was traded. yeah, I thought he was trade. There was like, cause there was like rumors that it was done that he was going to, he was supposed to go to Seattle for, there was one rumor that it was like Ricky Pierce, Gary Payton, and a draft pick. There was rumor that it was Ricky Pierce and Sean Kemp. There was a whole bunch yep. of different rumors going on about Scotty coming off winning a championship. Right. So the fact of the matter is, yes, he's underpaid. Yes, and they won't talk about it. But then you're having Jerry Krause trying to blow up the blow up the uh, the, the team are early uh, earlier than um, what what they thought. Um, and kind of being like, yeah, we value, but we're going to try to trade you, uh, to, to, yeah. to, to restart to, to, you know, so that way they can get some younger talent in. Yeah. I, I'd be kind of pissed too. And I think Phil understood that. Um, that's why he was like, cause that, cause that gave Scotty some sense of taking back some power in that situation. Cause he was in kind of a bad situation. Now, one thing, another thing real quick, uh, and Shep, you can kind of, like I said, I want you to jump in. I remember during that time where people would sign contracts and then like two or three years, especially when the salary cap kind of jumped, some of those guys, like the upper tier guys got to renegotiate that, like sign extensions so that way they can get a little bit of money. And for the fact that Jerry kind of was like, yeah, well, and, and I get what he's saying from a business standpoint. 
I actually kind of like that part. Yes, man. I was. They <laughs> so told Jerry was like, uh, "Don't come once back." We talk, don't come back. I I, I kind of like that part because when it did, it showed it showed the difference in what the NBA is today. You know yeah, what I mean? Like sure. it showed that the owner was like, you know, hey man, this is your contract. I'm the, I don't even come to you talk about you looking for a trade. I don't ask me for nothing else. If you sign for four years, you're here for four years. And he actually told Scotty that's not a good uh, contract for you to sign. Like, I don't know. Uh, I, like, Reinsdorf I don't, told him that, right? Yeah, Reinsdorf. Yeah, it's hard to, to hear him say that. Like, why would you say that to someone that signed a contract that you actually drafted for him? You know, so it was like kind of odd for him to say it like that. But if he did, you know, it's like I, it, he's he's there. You know, he's like, Reinsdorf was like, hey, here's the contract I'm going to offer you. I don't think it's a great one for you. Because it might have been some of his agent would say, hey, this one that Scotty's looking for. Well, I you think know, so. that it, 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 the agent kind of, because he didn't see, because the new money, if I remember right, that was a new, right during a time where the new TV deal. So they were getting, the owners were getting like crap more money. They're almost getting double what they were, what they were or half of, almost close to double what they were normally getting. Hold so up, where'd Dez go? Dez, oh, he, just, he just said, give him a second. He, he, oh, okay. He, yeah, he just did said, he leave them? Did he leave? No, I think he just put his. No, no. He just put he his. He just put his uh, video, video off. off. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think he was uh, talking. Yeah, he. Uh, and I hear what you're saying with that. I like I said, I think the bigger thing with Scotty was the fact that he was being part of trade talks, and that yeah, that was just a blatant disre- disrespect for him. You know, at that point at, in time. At, at yeah. that point in time, and I think honestly, Michael had to step in. To say, hey, if you train Scotty, I'm not coming back. Like, there's two oh, he yeah. conditions. He had Phil had to come back and Scotty had to come back because that's what killed those deals. Because otherwise, it was that deal. And then I think the other deal was that they're, they're trying to trade him for a pick, which would have turned to Toronto for like Tracy, which would have been Tracy McGrady. Like, it was yeah. those two, yeah. those were the two, the, the, the Sean Kim stuff. Um, the Gary Payton stuff, and then it was the Tracy McGrady stuff. So, yeah. which, wow, that would have been kind of crazy. But, again, I get it from a GM standpoint, you're trying to do that, but you have Michael Jordan. You have to, again, it's, it's ego. You have to be in tune with your team at the end of the yeah. day. And Jerry yeah. Krause was trying to trying to get his credit. You know, from, from the whole thing with organizations win championship. Well, that the whole thing with him say, well, 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 you know, him, them leaving the piece out, you still, you, ha- you have to be, can't be tone deaf. You have to know your audience. If you sit there and say organizations win championships and, and you know, it takes, you should have said, well, it takes all of us. It takes organizations and players. That way there's no ambiguity. Oh, he to- said, that's what you meant. That's what he actually said. He just got it. Yeah. But I, I think yeah, that you don't I, believe it. No. No, I know a liar when I see a liar. Like he did the whole and that right there. Yeah, on the screen. You do it. He's like, yeah, right. You believe me, right? Like shake it. Like, no, nah, fool, we don't believe you because I don't believe you said that. Because his ego, his actions never, his actions never back that up. So if you say one thing, but your actions don't back it up, I'm calling BS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, Shep, what was your what was your thing? What was your what was your takeaway from from the episode? Like, what's some things that stand out to you? And like, how did it go for your for your memory banks? Well, I mean, it were it reminded me of an era that was just a stark contrast to what today's era is. 
you know, throughout. And we're sitting there talking about the GM and, uh, you know, their stubbornness and big headedness, you know, and you got to remember it was at that time was when the changing of the guard was coming up with from player to owner and GM. Mm-hmm. Like this was before television. I remember when Jordan got drafted his first year, I think I had just started watching basketball. I just started watching the Bulls. And in fact, my first Bulls game was when Jordan was a rookie. I can't remember which game it was, but I would be in my grandmother's room and we had, there was no cable. It was just TV with an antenna. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we would turn that. Luckily, we had the color TV, but you would turn the channel over to, uh, was it Sports Vision? Sports, no, Sports Vision, that was cable, but the Bulls were on GN. Like, they had some other games on GN. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was on yeah, then at one point, we did get cable. That's right, we did. I remember the little the box we had, yeah, and we got to watch the Sports Vision. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and they had buttons on top to change the channel and stuff. Nope. Yeah. But, uh, oh, shit. you know, and I, I remember watching, I watched that Cleveland series, and my grandma's, my grandparents would be in bed at 8, like 8 o'clock, they're in bed, but they're watching TV. So like uh, all in the family, uh, Medea, uh, Maude's family, like all that. We would watch all that. And then the Bulls would be on and we would watch that. And, and like they'd be on the bed and I'm at the foot of the bed on the ground with the TV dead in front of me watching these games, you know, and it's stark contrast of what's going on today where, you know, you have your social media, you have like multiple channels. There was no ESPN. There was no, no, no sports, you know, unless you had like, because they first came out with Seven, like, when did it come out? What ESPN? Like early 80s? Yeah, ESPN came out in or it was starting the late seventies, but really didn't get popular to the mid eighties, mid to with the Big East and all that. Yeah, right. yeah. So, so it wasn't, but and then even that channel was kind of obscure. Yeah, you know. So, you know, just watching, trying to keep up with the NBA and Jordan, it was like if you were in Chicago. You saw Jordan. If you were in Los Angeles, you saw Magic. You know, so it was all regional based. You know, so um, for it to to go to where it was and for it to catch fire as it did outside of LA and Boston, you know, and that was the most important part. It wasn't just LA and Boston. The NBA was all LA and Boston. That's all the NBA was. You know, and then Jordan brought it central to the United States. And then you start recognizing these other teams that start going. So that's what I remember. And uh, another thing that stood out to me um, was uh, the draft. You know, how the drafts. How, how the draft kind of worked. You. Oh, my gosh. Those graphics were archaic. Oh, okay. Dreams were. You're like, uh, who, who's fourth grader did this? Yeah. 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 Scott Pippen. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Scott <laughs> Pippen. And you see what their page is like, like, okay, who is this that we're talking about? Oh man, you got something on Scott? No, I don't know. But yeah, it was crazy uh, to see how, but, how far. You know, and it actually goes to show you as even drafts today, like people get upset, like, oh, we didn't pick this guy, we didn't pick this guy. A lot of times you're picking to what your team has. So I think it was Houston and Portland, right? Those are the two topics. Yeah, as far as with the Jordan, yeah, it was Houston had first. They took Akeem Majuan at the time, 
And right. Portland had second. Sam Bowie, Portland. Yeah, they already had Drexler, so they didn't take Drexler. They took Sam Bowie. Right. So it was like they had available. What they needed is what they went and got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so and that's what allowed the Bulls to have the, the, the straight path to Jordan. You know, that's how drafts go sometimes, you know. Yeah. But uh, what's funny, but I want, yeah, I want you to say right there in the draft real quick, because you just brought me up to one of the things that I, I remember. Remember when Jordan got drafted and then all the big men in the league were like, yeah, he's a great player. Yes. Oh, yes. But he can't, oh, yeah. he can't win. Like all these haters, like all Mark freaking Eaton, the dude, Jordan, I can't wait till they get to that episode where they show when, when, when Jordan dunked the doo-doo on Mark Eaton. Mark Eaton went like seven yes. And he was – Utah was trash. I mean, not trash because Carl Malone was there, but Mark Eaton wasn't the dude on that team. He was Stockton in no. the phone. Like, he was up there talking like but, he was – but it was just shows you how – it just shows you how the league was so different. Yeah. You had to have a big man. Crazy different. You had to, if not one, two. Like, if you were seven feet, you were the guy. You – that that's it. You are the team, Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And uh, – but, yeah, that, and just thinking about that, the way the league has changed, like right now, you don't see big men. Like you see some tall, they're tall players, but they're not your original big men that, you know. Well, you got, you got to get remember. Some of them cats game. wouldn't even see the floor right now. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. well, because you got. They couldn't move. Well, you got guys now like like the Kevin Durant, he's 6'11", but he's a small forward. You know what exactly. I'm saying? You got Giannis who's. Basically, they're shooters. They're, yeah, they're shooting from half court. Yeah, these half these dudes are seven foot. You can there's there's no like back in the eighties and nineties, even in two thousand, you had you had specific roles: point guard, shooting guard, center, small four, power forward. Right now, right. it's positionless basketball. You know the 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 back to the basket, which I still think has its purpose in today's game. But the mid range yeah. in the center and in a in a in a post presence still has a has a presence in the game. Just that again, Mike was the springboard to that. Say, hey, you can win with a shooting guard. You can win with a because if you think about the Bulls, you, you know the Bulls begot. Um, I think the same. I think the Spurs were the last kind of post dominant player. The early Spurs with Tim Duncan and them, but then he went to Kobe and Shaq. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. then you you went to more scoring people. Uh, right. Even Dirk. You know, and then LeBron, and of course, LeBron. So, um, but yeah, it just was so crazy that they were so like, yeah, this guy, psh, he like just so dismissive of him. Of, right. of MJ. Right. He's not going to last. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. What guard's going to come in and turn turn around this league? Huh? Well, you know. And what was so, but made it amazing was that the Boston series, how they had, they threw everything they could at Jordan, everything, and got, uh, uh, who was that? He was like, uh, who got upset at, at Danny Ainge? Uh, Bill Walton. Bill Walton cussed him Bill out. Walton. Bill Walton, yeah. He's like, why I got to guard him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you like, look, everybody was falling out. Look at that team. Like, and one thing I have people that, that, that you know, joke about or, or come down on this era about, oh, they're all teaming up. Do you, did you look at that Boston Celtic, that 86 Boston Celtic team? That, Crazy. that, that team was uh, literally walking Hall of Famers. You, I counted seven because you had yeah. Bird, yeah. McHale, DJ, right? Parrish, um, yeah. Walton. Damn. That's five right there. 
You had Danny Ainge, who's going to go, he probably go down to the Hall of Fame as a GM. So that you can say six, but he, Danny Ainge was a damn good player, right? Who was the coach? Uh, Casey Jones was the coach during that time. Was he? Okay. Yeah. And so you had those six, and there was somebody else I'm forgetting. Uh, Rick Carlisle was coming off the bench during that time. Like, <laughs> that team was ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. You really had yeah. six Hall of Famers, surefire Hall of Famers. On that team, I don't want to hear people talk about. Oh, they just they they team up. They yeah, they they did. They've been teaming up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't don't get it twisted. And that's, look at Los Angeles. Yes, the Lakers had Magic uh, Worthy. They had K- Kareem. Kareem. You had Byron Sky, who was a damn good player. You know what I'm saying? Like they had AC Green. Like Pat they, Riley was the coach. Pat Rock was Pat a coach. Riley you had a, a coach, yeah. so there's there's always been. I'd say outside since the 70s. If you go back and look at the championship team since the late 70s, I want to say about 77. A, each championship team had at least three, if not four, Hall of Famers on that team. Point in, point yeah. out. Even even if and you look, the Bulls. Even the Bulls, yes. Even in, look at the, even people like well, Trump. People in Dallas are like, well, Dirk didn't. Are you kidding me, Dirk? Jason Kidd, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Tyson Chandler was defensive player of the year. Like, you had Jet, Jason Terry. He was uh, the sixth, like, he was perennial sixth man of the year. Yeah. You have to have, you have to have a good squad around you. you need star power, man. And well, um, uh, other than the Pistons, uh, the 2004 Pistons, I guess. Also, that was the that's the one I will give I like a pass through. But other yeah, than that, that's like that's like the exception. Like, you know, every I mean, other you got Sheed, you know, said as in Rip Hamilton, you can make uh, and Chauncey Billups, you could probably borderline, right? Yeah, but, but every but oh, borderline that's that Detroit is like borderline for all of them, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you Tayshawn Prince, I mean, everyone yeah. was playing a role, but outside of that, outside of that exception. You had at least three or four Hall of Famers on the team. Period. Yeah. Houston. Houston had yes. Houston. Yeah. So, um, a couple of things that real quick um, before I kind of I'm gonna get off the get out your guys' way with that before we kind of end up. But one of the things that <laughs> one of the funny things that kind of caught uh, my eye too, um, Jordan's Bulls in '84, the uh, traveling cocaine circus, the the dry snitching that MJ was doing. <laughs> like, like bro like you gotta if you if 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 you had a a teammate's wife out there watching that like oh, oh wait a minute wait, how Aren't did you want to pull uh uh i wasn't uh, i wasn't i wasn't that's, one the, of that's the bullets baby. i thought yeah i got traded to detroit no he said he said practically the whole team and you hung out well, i know orlando woolridge was out there doing you Oh, like you was just so dry snitching on those on his ex team. Like, just like the girl practically don't there. need all. He did, yeah. he did a the lot. guys were there. The line guys were there, and the women guys were over there. Yeah, like you really? Like, where? Where were you, babe? Oh, I, I, I was. Mike. Uh, I was with Mike. No, you weren't. He didn't say <laughs> all the things. He said most. He said practically. I, I would, and Sam Vincent was like the next, not Sam Vincent. Yeah, no, it was Sam Vincent, like the next person on the, like the next clip was like, yeah, Mike just kind of stayed to himself. Kind of looking around like, 
but I wasn't. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I was definitely traveling with some was, cocaine. Yeah, that was that was crazy. And the hey. thing about it too was that the Bulls, before Jordan got there, and I remember because like the first sport that I loved outside of baseball was soccer. And and during that time, Chicago Sting. Chicago Sting was like it was like the hottest ticket in town. And the fact that the Bulls were getting out. Uh, attendance by the by indoor Chicago, but indoor soccer. But did they go undefeated uh, that season or something? I think it was something crazy, like the Chicago. That's a crazy record they had. Yeah, like they were indoor soccer was like the next thing, and that was crazy. Um, what else? The uh, uh, we were talking about that. Uh, the other thing, the one quote that always k- takes me out is that quote where where Mike was he he literally willed himself and got strong enough to be playing while he was rehabbing. And that quote, one. yeah, that one, like that was absolutely crazy that they let him go over there and he came back stronger and his one and his injured leg than he was with his healthy leg. And then the whole quote about. You know, if you gave him, uh, Mike, if I gave you if a percentage, of, if, I, if I had 10 pills and nine pills could heal you and one pill could kill you, would you take it? He said, how, it just depends on how, how bad the, the effing headache was. I was like, yeah. oh, bars. Like, this yeah. dude is crazy. Like, that's not like, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that that's how you got to be, but, you know, it's like that type of dedication and you know to the you game it's just yeah. you, I, I just don't see anybody else matching that you the know what i'm saying we had to match that as yeah. far now maybe like that was Kobe. the closest was kobe yeah i mean maybe we'll you know when lebron has his 30 for 30 later on we'll find some shit out but um you know right now like i, I don't know I, I i'm just like damn bro like you was competitive over that nigga bought he bought Scottie Pippen some golf, golf club clubs. so he can be. <laughs> yeah, like that, like, bro, like, like literally without ass whoopings, bro. Yeah, like that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That dude, like, if you and I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys follow, um, like Bill Bellamy on Instagram talks about like his stories with. Hey, my- oh my gosh, his stories yes. be cracking up about yes. all the times. I when he gets with Mike, like he about like his competitiveness, like staying up yeah. till four or five in the morning, you know. Uh, Anthony Anderson, that sent me the one uh, about Anthony Anderson. That one was hysterical. Like how that he, one had me rolling. He got so mad at Anthony Anderson. They were on a private island, just like five couples, and for three days, Michael wouldn't talk to Anthony Anderson because he beat him in dominoes. Like, yeah, bro. Crazy, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, um, he, he, he wouldn't even let him be in the pictures. Yeah, like, like kicking him out of the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you know how petty? Like, there is petty. There's petty Pendergrass. There's petty LaBelle. Then there's MJ. Like, he's oh, off the charts, dude. Like Anthony Anderson from Compton, bro. They play dominoes over there. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, like, it's <laughs> Like I'm telling you, guys, go back and find the clip. Uh, you Google it; it should come up. That the I, 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 I maybe I dropped the link in the group. Yeah, the, okay, you have yeah, drop to listen to like because uh, I heard it from. It was he was on a uh, Anthony Anderson was on a show with Conan O'Brien, 
and he was talk, telling this like it was like a podcast, Conan O'Brien's podcast, and it was like about forty-seven minutes in, and he tells this fifteen-minute story, and I am dying laughing about this about this the story with MJ. So, yeah. uh, lastly, and I'm gonna kind of get you guys uh, to chime in before we wrap it up. The last thing that I kind of ended on uh, was Steve Kerr's quote. And um, we were talking about, oh, actually two things real quick. Um, first, let me, we talk a lot about Michael's ambition, but Scotty had that same ambition because he came in as a rookie talking about, I'm going to be the best player doing yeah. damn well. He's coming on the team with Michael Jordan. So yeah. he had that in him as early as well. Now I'm not going to let no grown man smack me around. He got pimp slapped by Charles Oakley. Uh, I know Charles is. Oh Charles man, is, that's flat. Yeah, that's a, like and he and he took it smiling. So that I, you know, I, I'd had to, I'd had to, you know, we've been fighting up there. I would have got my ass whooped, but I'm not gonna let no grown man pimp smack me and then he needs to smile and be like, that's okay. But um, the other thing, like I said, the Steve Kerr quote, because um, you're talking about it was an episode two, and they're talking about how Scotty and like just the, the barbs, how they was getting personal. And talking uh, and going back and forth, but uh, Steve Kerr said Krause deserves credit, but he couldn't get out of his own way. Like I think that quote yeah. sums up Krause. Yeah, the whole thing with Krause. Yeah, like I, yeah. I think that was like and Steve Kerr is just. I love like I that that up that's the episode that's coming up. That's going to be really good. The episode to get into how much respect that Steve Kerr to me has. From a, from a, uh, like his background and, and everything and and all and all the abuse that Mike gave to Steve Kerr, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, I don't know if you knew this about me, Mark. Uh, probably did. I don't know if it came out, but uh, between Mike and Scotty, Scotty's the one that I, Scotty was the dude I went for. Everybody was in the backyard talking about one, two, three. Jordan, I was all about Scotty. I was all about defense. Yeah, Scotty was my dude. No, no, Scotty was our dude. We we bonded about that because <clears throat> yeah. I remember we bonded about that because um I remember you asked me going into my senior year because my junior year I picked thirty one because uh, I loved Reggie Miller mm-hmm. and I, then I took thirty three because I because of Scotty. And he's like, if you like Scotty so much, you need to rub Scotty. And I was like, you know what? You damn right. I'm gonna take 33 <laughs> in my high school number because I was always just I always wanted to be the dude that that you know Scotty's all around complete game. Let's let, let me say some unequivocally, Scotty uh, Scotty Pippen Grant Hill. If it wasn't for those two, you don't get LeBron James because basically they were LeBron before LeBron, just without right um yeah. being as, as as physically built like him physically yeah but scotty scotty yeah. was the only reason he wasn't first in points was the fact that he had mike but let's not forget when mike was gone they were a hugh holland's fall away from going back to the finals yeah like, yeah how yeah. good scotty call bro yeah how how scotty was so like damn good now he wasn't mike and, and Scotty, if you even listen to how they talk about Scotty when 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 he at the beginning of that six uh, championship and how they couldn't get in the flows because Scotty was the orchestrator of the offense. He was running. He would come out first and um, and he would go out and run with the second team. 
And then when you take Scotty out of that out of that part, that messed up the whole rhythm. And he was yeah. such an important cog of the Bulls. Like, yeah, no, I I always loved Scotty was my guy. I wanted to be Scotty Pippen. I took I played my I played my I tailored my game because like no one could be Mike, but I damn sure could be Scotty. Like Scotty made being how he approached the game, how he body people, how you could chest to chest someone garden his thighs, like, all that. Yeah, and just being in like the 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 I remember how you know how he used to palm the ball and come with that layup. Like I didn't want to try, I couldn't dunk, but I could do. I wanted to palm the ball like Scotty did. Like how he used to bring it in on a, on a drive like that. Like I love Scotty Pippen. Scotty is bro, is my and it came to a hit, and it came to a hit on that Patrick Ewing dunk. Oh my gosh! Oh, and then he went over it to, came to a hit. and then he went over to uh, Spike and says, "You need to sit yeah. your ass down." Oh my god! <laughs> That's the most disrespectful dunk ever of all time. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I was disrespectful yeah. dunk. Yeah. Yep. I mean, come on, bro. Like, this is like wrapped around that boy. Uh, get off of me. Get, yeah, get <laughs> off me. And it stepped over. Ah, oh, man, that boy. I, I, just be, I, honestly, I never wanted to be Pete Myers so much in my life, but in that moment, because he was the first person to come up and, and, and high five Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was such a dope iconic moment and like i said you know as much as we love michael jordan for obvious reasons for all the important reasons but my love is right up there like as far as my favorite five my favorite five people scotty is in that including lebron you know and akeem idron and then my point guard kind of is 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 steph curry like those are my favorite five not my not the top five but my favorite five at those positions are those people yep so um Anything else before we wrap up? Because I didn't realize we were this late. We'll have to just next episode yeah. go into a little bit more. Uh, Des, what you got to? Oh, yeah. What you got? Oh, oh, okay. it, it, here we go. Oh. Ah. Ah. Get off me, son! <laughs> look at look at P. Hey, wait, 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 son. Get off me! Here, here comes. Sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. That don't give me hype. But just bro, Hubert Davis don't even know what to do. He was like, man, the real thirty-three. Uh, <laughs> Such disrespect. Jordan ain't the reason you ain't win no championships. <laughs> Bomba Clyde. Oh my gosh! <laughs> just, just yes, Scotty. Was so, That's my dude. Scotty was so disrespectful. Yammed on him, bro. My goodness. One thing that you got to keep an eye on is the. Uh, the foundation that those that that Chicago Bulls team did from Jordan being drafted to the end of that sixth championship of of how it created the current landscape as far as free agents trades the way GMs uh, uh, do their deals the way players are doing their deals you know mm-hmm. Scotty's deal was at a time where you pretty much just signed. You got your you got your contract and you signed and those TV deals were starting to roll in and the NBA started to generate more money because of players. So it was like like just keep an eye on that how how that that parallel happens. You know the uh, the the players the the league right now star player doesn't play due to injury like they'll no you got to sit you know. Back then, you played. Jordan was Jordan even made it like, like he had to fight his way onto the court. 
Yeah. 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 Like Jordan, like like we like real talk. We talk about how the Bulls are still eating off the off that Jordan legacy. It ain't just the Bulls. The league is eating off of what Jordan yeah. did for yeah. the league. Those those TV monies don't come in. Um, those these these billion dollar TV contracts that they're getting that the league is getting now is all coming still riding the way from what Jordan did in the nineties with the Bulls. Yeah, that's Mike fact. was that boy. So and and the the best image that I that that I love is the Barcelona where Jordan is just walking casually walking down the street, stops and looks up and he sees. Him. Yeah, that's the way the camera pulled back. You see Jordan like this, but then you see his. Bro, that that's like I wish there was a poster of that. The how surreal that would be! Like, let's make I, it. <laughs> let's make it. It's put right. on a shirt. You put anything on a shirt. No. Yeah, you can. You can. Like yeah. Jordan and Jordan. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Des. Before we, I throw it to E. Before we wrap this puppy up, um, and I'm gonna break away from another quick second. Uh, actually, y'all spit talk. Uh, no, freestyle for a little bit. Well, but, I gotta uh, go soon. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, I got it because uh, you know it's been a couple hours now. <laughs> All right, well, just wrap it, just wrap it up. Just go to the yeah. outro. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up, B. Yeah, we go. We <laughs> gonna be out here till ten thirty, bro. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I'm gonna wrap it. We get to wrap up. Oh no! Hold on. Give me a second. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Go ahead. We gonna give me. Give me. Give me a second. I don't know. Oh no! What's going on? Anyway, Des, uh, real quick before you, uh, what was your thoughts? What was my uh, thoughts? What was your thoughts? (laughs) I'm about to show you my thoughts in five seconds. (laughs) Oh shoot! I think I think it's yeah. There we go. Come intro coming in. Go ahead. Sorry. That's my thoughts right there. <laughs> Wrap it up. Wrap it up, D. Well, on that Yo. note. <laughs> All right. From the creators of the home stenographer. <laughs> Yo. This has been a wild show. It has been a great show. Um, and as Drake has said, Wow. It's over. <laughs> uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. Yeah. Definitely wrapping it up. Uh, you guys have a great night. Catch us on the next episode. Shout out to everyone. Much love. Yeah. Much love. Much love. And uh, we out. Hey, it's still go pack gold. I don't care what happened. <laughs> Desmond, you too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it turns my wife packed down. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, you pick. No, nah, you pick the bucks. <laughs> application, application denied. I told you it was all. Try again next year. I told you it was all over. <laughs> <laughs>